You're about to witness a seismic event. Talk brunch where the geeks are all baby faces. Now, let the party begin. Live, start the countdown. Three, two, one. Lasers. What's up, fellow brunchers? Welcome to Talk Brunch Live, July 29th, 2019. I'm your host, as always, Rick Dara, aka Captain Brunch, and listening to episode 331. Joining me tonight are the brunch panelists, as always, starting with Mr. Destin Frazier. So somewhere out there right now, there's an ambulance driver taking the most aggressive fear dump in his life. He had his shitting pants on tonight. <laughs> Too fair. And in the seat over, we have the cop. I think it should be as a rule of thumb if you're writing a review for a children's film, don't use the word frothing in it. Shouldn't be used in a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there are some. It's right there with moist. <laughs> yeah, right. A, mo- a, a moist throbbing, you definitely not. <laughs> okay, but I don't really want to hear that if you're trying to describe the dark explorer. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. We got some crazy news for you guys tonight. We're going to talk about the launch of AEW and what the week's going to look like going into October. That being said, I'm going to say shout out to all you guys in the chat room that have been hanging out for the entire night. We've had Emang in there and Stasis and Six Layer, Willie V2, Mist, Wolfful, Animal 93, Cooler Ice, Mark 718, and also those listening currently to the live broadcast over at TalkBrunch.com, and of course the majority of you who are listening on iTunes, Stitcher, and all of the other popular podcaster apps. We're available on all major digital audio providers, as you know, including SoundCloud. Just search TalkBrunch on almost any search engine. You can visit TalkBrunch.com for that, plus all of our social media links, as well as replays to all of our content. Welcome on. It's time for this week's story rundown. There's some crazy shit going on out there, huh? I thought I was reading old news when I looked at this week's news. <laughs> no, there's... I don't know what the fuck is going on anymore. Same old shit. The, the world is upside down. Alright, black is white. Cats are dogs, vice versa. Nothing makes sense anymore. Yeah, there's been some problems, to say the least. Oh, yeah. That's just good time. Daniel Bryan agrees. <laughs> yes, thank you, Daniel Bryan. I knew you'd see it my way. So, as you all know, uh, Saudi Arabia is something we talk about a lot here because WWE tends to. Uh, do business with them and we have shows out there despite people's protests and the uncomfortable nature of it all they do shows at saudi arabia and one one of the things that we've spoken about in the past is how saudi arabia is so out of touch with the current brand that they ask for dead people they asked uh, oh at one God. point for uh for yokozuna right and ultimate Warrior. yeah uh, yeah and ultimate warrior it's like but this one takes the cake oh well i haven't heard this what the fuck happened <laughs> 
What the yeah. fuck happened so now? This time they want Eddie Guerrero, Big Boss Man, Macho Man, and Elizabeth. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm out. All right, fuck this. I'm out. Bye, guys. You know what? I'm starting to think, and I don't care if I get heat for this because this is just a tinfoil theory that I have. I think that they're trolling us. I think that what they do is they're saying, uh. now nah, let's see how these motherfuckers like it when they're constantly asking us where that journalist is and we can't get him. Oh, God. Jeez. Oh, God. That's what it is. Oh, God. Let's be real about it. That's what the fuck's happening. They're literally saying, how do you feel when we ask for dead people and you can't produce them? <laughs> okay, huh? I... Wow. Uh, I'm glad Could you that be the episode this. title, too? Can I write that one down? How do you feel when we ask for dead people? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad you prefaced that with fucking tinfoil because oh, I hate to say it, but there's probably going to be some dumbass out there that probably hears that and will be like, I knew it all along. Yeah, tinfoil guys, don't take it seriously. But you never know. It could be over there, right. you know. Let's no, see how, let's no, make sadly, it, with. Let's make it awkward for the Americans the way they made it for us. Like, hey, <laughs> what other dead people can we think of? <laughs> Hey, they don't. You know what it is. In all seriousness, though, they don't know about they. They don't know about the product. It's crazy because some of these things I almost don't believe when I read them because it's like, how much could you not know? It's like okay, look, Saudi Arabia. I know you're behind. Well, basically the world in progression, but even you gotta know some shit. Just, (laughs) just strange. Come on. I can't wait. Fucking Google search. I know you have internet there. When I tell you I can't wait for them to be like, we want Chris Benoit in the main event. You know what would be the ironic part? You know what would be the ironic part? Because they do it, they might think that we do it. And they're like, when we say, wait, we can't bring these people because they're dead, they'll be like, I think that those bastards are lying. (laughs) 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 Yeah. yeah, Chris Benoit and his family have been hiding out in a secret bunker in goddamn alaska this whole time oh dear god <laughs> that's fucking it's wonderful. so weird isn't it <laughs> it's just... shit. again they have google just god but then you get the same time that just makes wwe look stupid as well because like you're doing business with people who don't know yeah. jack shit about your product yeah uh, yeah I was about like, to like, like, that. like 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 when you think about it, all, all the political shit aside you're dealing with people who don't know anything about your product and asking you for people who aren't alive anymore. Yeah, exactly. That's why they get to that. It's like WWE, it's mutual uh, idiocy on on Saudi Arabia's part asking for people who they apparently can't be bothered to research, but they just know. And WWE's part thinking, oh my God, what have we done now? But then uh, Vince McMahon starts uh, Scrooge McDuckin in his uh, bathtub of money, so they just go along with this shit. Uh, this, I'm sorry, my brain's still processing this. Just wow, that oh is some that, level that, of dumbassery. That, that might I, be the funniest thing I've heard all week. That's wonderful. What? Just a fucking like. They ask for what five dead people? Yeah, yeah, five. <laughs> five. Uh, my God. <sighs> hey, you know what? For the next one, I've heard of this Von Eric family. Can we get these guys together? Oh, shit. I heard they. I heard they were the. They were the crown jewels of Texas. What? Uh, are they around? 
only Kevin shows up. Everybody's like, where's the other ones? What, Lacey could ma- Oh, right. We don't talk about her. <laughs> but at the end of the day, this is just a situation of two different organizations using each other because I don't think that at the end of the day, they care about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't think that they care at all about what's yeah. happening as far as uh, actually having the product. They care about being able to spread the propaganda. That the no, that is, is yeah, I mean... Uh, WWE's already held to events in the super progressive, amazing tours of City of Chet. Okay, now I'm good. Uh, yeah, it's just... My God, I... I know some people talk about flying the wall moments, like they want to be they want to be in the room for something like in history. I honestly want to be a fly in the wall when they solidified this Saudi Arabia deal to think like, what the hell's going on in your head that you're thinking this won't backfire on us in any possible way? Because so far it's already been a major shit show. Yeah. It. Well, uh, the unfortunate thing is that uh, this this show. And I don't want to go too much into because I'm tired of talking about them. But the the unfortunate thing is that they put more effort and production into that than they've given like the people who are loyal, like the people even like us who are here who watch WrestleMania yeah. our entire lives. And it's like at the end of the day, that's really the audience, and that's the place that should feel larger than life. And it kind of it's it's shitty when when like. It's something like that. Like, I'm not saying don't put on a show. I've never been on that board because, again, I don't think that the the people are responsible for their government any more than we're responsible for ours in a direct way. And if people stop us from having entertainment because they didn't yeah, like yeah. Our, because they didn't like our leaders, it would suck for us. Like, imagine tomorrow we couldn't watch Avengers anymore because people don't like our our. our political parties right now and that shit has nothing to do with us like we should be able to watch it so i just look at the people there and i've always said before that uh i don't want to say don't go there because sure it 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 hurts the uh the upper seats but it hurts the bottom seats too no yeah it hurts everyone again aside from wwe making major bank and propaganda on the part of saudi arabia there's nothing beneficial here because again, it's been disastrous from the start, and I <laughs> maybe they finally do get their uh, uh, women's match in Saudi Arabia. That might be the only worthwhile positive thing. Because otherwise, what the fuck else is is this really going to produce aside from uh, you know downplaying the major shows? That you, that they do the majority of here in the United States, thinking like, oh, we're not worth anything aside from mania. Oh, okay. Well, then uh, I guess I'll give my money over here to AEW. Yeah. Which is what's going to wind up happening anyway with the way things are going. We have a lot of stuff to talk yeah. about with those guys. Yeah. I um, mean, when I look at like the way they're doing business with this stuff, we just said they put more effort into Saudi Arabia than their other stuff. And I'm like, I'm supposed to believe. That they're just going to shut them down like not at that rate. Yeah, and it also not to mention the having it plays with uh, scheduling with the the superstars for either personal or you know other professional reasons that do not want to do the do these shows. Mm -hmm. It's 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 havoc. Like I can't like. 
we've heard all these reports all year round, like for a good while, about how WWE locker room morale is at its all time low. I can't imagine. I, I, I if it's already low, it's gonna like go below the line when it comes to time to gearing up to the next Saudi show in uh, November. It's like fucking hell. Like I, if I were in one of their positions, I'd already be figured about. Hey, you figure about Saudi Arabia? No, I'm figuring about what to get my family for Christmas because that's more prevalent right now. I would just hope the Bullet Club shows up so I can take a picture of him and get fired. <laughs> oh, well, that too. So, uh, Stone Cold has that show that he does where he rides ATVs and shit, I believe. What's it called again? Yeah, uh, straight up Stone Cold. It's uh, debuting next month. Yeah, how how lucky for him. I guess that would explain why he showed up, huh? Yeah. He wanted to make sure that he was able to promote his shit. What it <laughs> right. like. Hey, cross-brand synergy. It helps people. Yeah, probably wouldn't have seen him otherwise, though. Or whatever. I guess it's business, right? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, you know, this is the trailer of the whole thing. And I guess one of the episodes has Becky Lynch on it. So we're going to check yeah. that out. What's the question again? When you've been head to head with many steel chairs as I have, you, you gotta keep bringing those questions. On my new show, Straight Up Steve Austin, my guest gives some great insights on life. But why stop there? Let's go to the best place to get insights and fortunes. Fortune cookies are great, but not nearly badass enough. Fortune beer. Badass. You can't have everything. Where would you put it all? I got a lot of stuff I've collected over the years. I don't need it. And that's the bottom line. If you eat something and no one sees you eat it, it has no calories. I do this all the time. My wife doesn't see me eat what I'm eating. But it does have calories because my waistline can prove it. A good friendship is often more important than a passionate romance. I agree. On my new show, Straight Up Steve Austin, I get to talk to some awesome friends and guests while raising some hell in the process. Hell yeah, two times. Baker Mayfield, quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. Kid from Texas, same city I'm from. Won the Heisman Trophy. I was really looking forward to going to Cleveland and hanging out and meeting Baker Mayfield. The fortune you seek is in another beer. I concur. I'll have another beer. <laughs> That's great. Physical activity will dramatically improve your outlook for today. I agree. Every day you should get up and do something so you can get your juices flowing, get your blood moving. Never in my life have I ridden one of these. <laughs> Riding four-wheelers with Becky Lynch. I got to introduce her into a little bit of my world. I love that. In the, in the, in the, in the, in the, Upside down. A feather in the hand is better than a bird in the air. Einstein said E equals MC squared. I don't understand that shit either. Ask not what your fortune beer can do for you. Ask what you can do for your fortune beer. Fortune beer, what can I do for you? It says drink me. I will oblige. Cheers. Cheers. Straight up Steve Austin on USA. Interesting. Oh, that show honestly looks kind of fun. Yeah, it looks good. 
He always has a lot of shows and stuff going on, huh? He's keep yeah. Busy. Yeah, Broken Skull Challenge ran for God ever. Yeah, that was one yeah. of those shows like uh, with challenges for people and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. It was, like, it, it was like it was like Ninja Warrior from Hell. Like, uh, yeah, it's probably the closest thing anyone who watches country music television will get to uh, some physical activity aside from tractors. Ouch. Ah, he says that, but they probably in better shape than him. Eh. Mm-hmm. Like I give a shit. Yeah, Whatever. exactly. <laughs> Whatever. I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna be on a fucking farm. Uh, yeah. Uh, that show honestly looks pretty good. I'll, I'll, I'll check out a few episodes. Yeah, yeah. Why not? I yeah. wish that uh, he he stood somehow involved in more of the the brand stuff. I'm surprised they haven't used him as a GM in all these years. Or is it like his asking price is too high for them? Or maybe I, I, I honestly just feel like at times he just has better shit to do. Like yeah, yeah. Honestly, um, as much as I do like Stone Cold, I'm not sure really what else he could even really possibly add to. Uh, it, it's like the current it, it, product. It's like he could do his podcast. Do these shows, hang out on his ranch, ride four wheels, and all this shit. Or he could be on Raw. <laughs> well, well, Raw. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I know because Raw and all these other things would be better if people like that were always around. We're looking at it like he'd be in the Raw that we're imagining in our head that just happened tonight, as opposed to like he'd be on a Raw like where if more legends were around in regular roles there would just be a lot a lot of other things and not the way they use legends poorly when they're on they kind of showed that with the raw reunion where it was just miserable you know which by the way i'm hearing certain things i complain about because i always like to clarify when there's good reasons for them like i complained about the fact that the legends kind of popped in and out and didn't really do anything i hear that you have to well we've already talked about that here how you have to be uh cleared you have to be medically cleared like, unfortunately, apparently none of these legends could be medically cleared. And I mean, like, really badly. Like, you might even be trying to be reasonable and think about things you could do when you're not medically cleared. But the reports going wrong that Rikishi wasn't medically cleared to do a fucking stink face. Uh, I'm not even making this up. This isn't a joke. Like, that was literally what's been going on. He wasn't even medically cleared to do that. It wasn't just that they were being lazy. It's that they had to go within the constraints of what these guys are able to do. Like, that's literally how badly fucked up they are. To give you an example, uh, what's going around is that Patterson, apparently, so he won the, uh, you remember, he won the 24-7 title. Yeah. He's not medically cleared to lay on his back, so that's why they couldn't have, like, a clean cover of him losing the fucking title. Fuck. Yeah, that that's why that happened at commercial. Also, I yeah, want to see that's why that he had to lose the title on a commercial because he can't even lay down to lose the title. I, w- I also I want to see that conversation. It's like, sir, in all good conscience, with your health, I cannot allow you to shove your fat ass into someone's face. I would just love to see him be like, sir, um, the pistons in your hips don't function quite like you used to, so we can't clear you. Yeah, I don't. It's crazy, but that's that's the thing. But you know what? At that point, maybe don't use the legends. Yeah, uh-huh. it's. I can only like. I can also only imagine they had all this shit planned out for like skits of the legends and how physical that how physically they might be involved, and then they get to the show and find out. Oh wait, we can't do any of this. All right, better rewrite it. We were gonna do that anyway. Well, we're doing it all over again right now. 
Yeah, which of course you're going to do it all over again because at the end of the day, like, uh, I guess you, you can't have them go out there and risk themselves and have a lawsuit. I don't know what the contract situation no, is with these guys. I mean, and, uh, part of me is like, no, I'd rather not see a bunch of people die right now. And, and again, some of them, um, like, yeah, I really don't need to, to see them do anything. I don't need to see Hogan get in the ring ever again. I don't want to see Ric Flair try and take another bump. Like, guys, yeah. just... Which, by the way, from, from sit on your heard, ass and collect the checks. From what, well, from what uh, Mark Henry said on his podcast and a few other people, like Ric Flair partied hard, man. Like at that Raw reunion, like they said he oh, was crazy. Boy. Like we're talking like what you would visualize like Nature Boy doing, like dancing on the table, drinking a lot of alcohol, ordering tons of pizza and food. Like it became, God. it became a wild, crazy ass party. But Mark Henry yeah. also said that apparently, uh, Ric Flair's doctors have one hundred percent cleared him. Like they said the problem was never his drinking the problem was his heart just straight up his heart was fucked up he had the surgery okay. to have his heart fixed and now he's fine so even though people say you know rick flair you're not supposed to drink at the time when he first had his issues everyone yeah. was under the impression that it had to do with the drinking but if a doctor has told him and cleared him they told him it was a heart issue that was repaired so that's the reason why he's back to doing that i still think that for his age he should fucking take it a little easy yeah, I agree. But, I but that's no longer, say. but that's no longer like a doctor's order. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, but yeah, and I was thinking about it's like, but still, like, given all the stories we hear, like, especially all the shit from the plane ride from hell, and just like how he pretty much also just lived out his gimmick for reals. Like, dude, tone it down. It was. It wasn't a gimmick back then, you know. <laughs> Exactly. Like that, but then it was a lifestyle. Like now, now I guess you could say it's a gimmick, and that's only for some people. Yeah. <laughs> but the player drinks like a Viking. Yeah. The drinking and all of that stopped. Like it's been replaced for gaming and hanging out and shit like that, which is kind of funny. <laughs> right. Yeah, which that makes them better off. But, uh, yeah. In other news, Kofi Kingston, I thought this was an interesting, uh, story he was on Lillian Garcia's podcast recently uh chasing glory and it was pretty good I recommend listening to the entire thing but one of the stories that he discussed on there was uh the reason why he stopped using the Jamaican accent because we always joke on here about how racist WWE is and how they come up with these gimmicks for people you know based on what they think you should be and everything so uh this kind of clarifies a few things that I thought were interesting. So I was going to drop in the chat and let you guys hear this and tell me what you think. Why did I announce you from Jamaica for so long? And then all Kobe of a sudden. Kingston, Kingston, Jamaica. Yeah, yeah, man. You know what you I'm gotta, saying? Why? Oh, my God. So here's the thing. Like, uh, when I was uh, training... The, the big deal was that you needed, like, a character, right? Like, every, that was the big thing. You got to have a character. Vince is liking characters right now. So um, I remember being on the way to, like, promo class, and I was listening to the Damian Marley CD, and I was like, huh, okay, this is an amazing CD. Like, legit, top, I say this every single time. Like, top to bottom, it still holds up. Yeah. Uh, so um, one day I just came in, and they were like, okay, well, you got to go up there and cut a promo. And I was just like, oh, Kofi Kingston from Kingston, Jamaica. I cut a promo on, like, Ric Flair for stealing my Jamaican beef patty or, like, you know, giving him <laughs> one that he threw in the trash or something like that, something dumb. Yeah. And then 
everybody was like, oh man, you gotta do that. Well, that's right. So that was it, like trying to find a way to stand out is like so important. Um, and I didn't go with the Ghanaian character because at the time, Prince Nana, who worked for uh, ROH, I think he still does, um, was was like the Ghanaian prince, you know? So for me to come out and be like, oh, I'm from Ghana too. Everyone's like, oh, Prince Nana, you know what I mean? Like, I just yeah. want to do something that would like stand out. Um, so I went I went uh, the Jamaican route, never having been to the country, you know, <laughs> uh, knowing very few people of Jamaica. Making descent, but I did listen to that Damian Marley CD several times, so I figured that it like it, it qualified me to uh, to pose as yeah. a Jamaican character. Yeah. When did you get to make like why make the change? What what was it that you were like? This is over. I need well, to go. Yeah. It, it's so number one, and I say this all the time. Like it's hard, hard enough to remember what you have to say, let alone how you have to say it. My Jamaican accent was garbage. It was horrible, you know, and people on MySpace from Jamaica let me know every day with their messages, like, oh, you're not from Jamaica. Kofi's not even a Jamaican name. But then people from Ghana would be like, oh, you want to claim Jamaica? Then you go be from Jamaica. So now I'm getting it from, like, both ends. I'm like, guys, like, this, you don't hold Samuel L. Jackson to the standard of being Nick Fury. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. what, is, what is happening here, you know? Um, so there ended Oops. up being like, it was just promo class people yeah it was, it's just a character guys it's 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 wrestling entertainment world yeah. wrestling entertainment i'm just it, trying to entertain no no you keep jamaica i'm like oh my god it's not that serious but um yeah uh we had um who was it um what did you ask? what was the question again oh uh, why did yeah 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 so so i had an interview and at the time like vince was saying he told me like no matter what you do Every interview you do, you gotta be Jamaican. You gotta, you, you gotta be in character. You gotta be in gimmick. So we used to have WWE Magazine back in the day, yes. and uh, they are obviously all like smart to like people playing characters. They know my real name. I'd see like a two hundred three number come up, and I'd be like, "Oh, this is like Carano or somebody from the office." And I'd answer and be like, "Oh, hello, what's going on?" I'm like, "Oh, this is a uh, Sal from WWE Magazine. Is uh, is Kofi there? Are you available?" Like, "Oh, so, hold on, hold on, one second. What's going on, Sal? Kofi Kingston from Kingston, Jamaica. This is a print article, man. This is a print article. But Vince said, you know, yeah. everything has to be in gimmick. And, like, they know and I know. And it's, like, just so awkward. Even, like, I had an interview one time with uh, the guy who sang my music. He's from Bermuda. His name is Kali Buds. And he knows what a Jamaican accent sounds like. He knows what a Caribbean accent sounds like. I had to interview him. And now I'm asking him questions like in my accent and it's just so awkward because he knows and I know he knows and he knows I know he knows, but I just have to keep doing what has been said, you know? So um, an article came out. Uh, I did an interview with a guy from uh, BBC um, and, you know, oh, it's like England. a big deal. Yeah. And, yeah. So, you know, it was a regular media day. I'm doing my thing. And then all of a sudden, like I get to him and he's just like, Oh, so uh, Kofi's a very uh, African name. Uh, you're from Ghana. Why are why are you saying to your heritage? I'm just like, uh oh. Well, no, Kofi Kingston. My mom really paid tribute to the motherland. I'm from Jamaica. She really liked Kofi. It's a very popular name over there, you know. But but he kept on grilling me and grilling me and grilling me. And uh, when I hung up the phone with him, I was like, oh my god, like I don't know, man. This is BBC. It's this might be over. And then like an hour later, my mom calls me up. And she's like, oh, someone just called me to do an interview. I gave him an interview. He was asking about your heritage. And I was like, yeah, he's from Ghana. Other people from Ghana, are, like, they're upset that he's not from Ghana. And, you know, but he, you know, he's just playing a character and this and that. Oh, no. So then I'm just like, mom, kayfabe, kayfabe, <laughs> what you, what's going on? You know? Oh, no. So, 
he had like gone through um, and found like my dad's number. And then my dad ended up giving him my mom's number. And then my mom just thought this guy was trying to ask her questions. By the time the article comes out, you can go look it up. It's like, oh, Kofi Kingston, he's ashamed of his Ghanaian heritage oh. and this and that. And he like interviewed other people and they're like, oh, then, you know, the guys from MySpace are talking about like, yeah, he wants to be from Jamaica. What's the hell with this guy? So now this article comes out. Now, I remember we had a Raw in New Orleans, ironically enough, yeah. outside Vince's office. And finally, he's like, yeah, well, what's going on? I'm like, Vince, it's over, man. It's over. This article just came out. Everyone knows I'm not Jamaican. Like, what are we going to do? And he's like, oh, well, don't worry about it. You know, not as many people are going to see that article as you think. He's like, uh, okay. So we kept on doing the Jamaican thing. And it oh. was until about like um, maybe four or five months later, I think it was uh, like bragging rights, the pay-per-view. And right before we go out, we're like, yeah, I think we're going to uh, drop the accent. I'm just like, oh, well, how are we going to do this? Like, well, we'll just have you just like start talking normal. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so if you go back and watch it, it's like Triple H in the, uh, you know, we're, we're going back and forth. And uh, our team is like, you know, getting, you know, all catty and everything. And I'm the guy that has to calm everybody down. And I just start talking like this, guys, 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 we got to get on the same page. If not, they're going to obliterate us, man. Well, come on, you know, what are we doing? Does anyone have any questions? And Triple H is like, well, yeah, I got a question. Aren't you supposed to be Jamaican? (laughs) And then that was it. You know, I wasn't Jamaican anymore. So a lot of people ask like, oh, well, did you mean to, did you forget about your accent? I'm like, come on, man. You think I would just walk out there and forget, you know, but um, that was it. Backstory, I love it. Yeah. So he came up with the Jamaican shit. Ah, <laughs> uh, wow, that is. I'll never forget that shit. Yeah, I saw. Oh I, 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 I saw oh that live. I saw that live too. I think I almost did a spit take when I was oh watching. That. I was like, uh, "What's your Jamaican?" Yeah, what the hell? Oh God in heaven, that was great. Next thing you're going to tell me, Barbados Slim wasn't actually from Barbados. Uh, but yeah, that was a pretty fascinating insight. I love mm-hmm. how Vince, even back then, was just like, oh, not that many people are going to see it. Like, get the fuck out of here. You know, a lot of people are going to see that shit. Uh, who reads the BBC? Ah. Right. Back in yeah. my day, we have the BBC. Mm. So, uh, there's a few things going on in regards to the. Uh, the infamous WWE Network. Some of which you might have already noticed, depending on how often you frequent it. But we're going to start from the beginning here. The first thing that we're hearing, and we have discussed this before, is about the WWE Network's new tier-based system, where you're going to have the $9.99 a month tier, but then you're going to have a premium tier, where they're going to have other pay-per-views, that involve uh, other indie promotions that uh, that they have alliances with. So I guess things like Evolve and other things like that will be provided uh, for people Progress, to pay. Progress, ICW, I assume. Yeah, which I, I don't know. How, how do you guys feel? Do you think that that's something that's actually going to work? Do you feel people are going to buy in to a higher tier WWE network to have access to uh, Progress, Evolve, and uh, just other indie uh, acquisitions they might have? Uh, I think I would, at least personally, because you hear so much about uh, some of the raved about matches that you hear from, uh, you know, progress, uh, what's going on over there. 
And, uh, you know, I, I do, like I said, I occasionally catch both ICW and uh, Progress just when I happen to have the chance. And it's good stuff. So I would say at least, yeah, but they also got, like, stuff I would also really love to. I haven't really looked at WXW too much outside of a couple uh, opportunities. You know, the German promotion that, uh, you know, gave us a Volta. But, yeah, I, I feel like it'd be in WWE's best interest. I mean, the Evolve 10th Anniversary show was still was a really good show, and I feel like it, it, maybe it could help them just a little bit. Be like, hey, look at, look at the possible future stars that we could have. Yeah, it's kind of a tough one because, I mean... They've already had times where they've shown stuff from other places before. So it's like, why all of a sudden be like, oh, but if you want to keep seeing these guys, you got to give us more money. I mean, for so long, we've heard endless rumors about the tier system. Like, so long ago, like, they were thinking, uh, hey, we might uh, be able to add a video library of uh, Impact or Ring of Honor, you know, but you got to pay just... A little extra more cheddar to get that, so... Chip, you know uh, what? You just made the list! Oh, no! Oh, here we go. <laughs> and so, with uh, how they're touting the new and improved WWE Network, this for the final wouldn't WWE really surprise Master. me. Yeah, thank you very much, WWE Master. Yeah, but uh, yeah, like I said, I don't know, uh, honestly, because at the end of the day, um, I think part of the WWE Network and a big part of it is their 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 live pay-per-views, their NXT takeovers, a lot of their live stuff. A lot of the stuff that happens at the indies is going to be taped in the can stuff. And even when it is live, I don't see the urgency always in catching that kind of stuff live the way you would uh, a Raw Smackdown or a regular pay-per-view where you're going to be covered in spoilers at the end of the night. And I think that's part of the motivation. Spoilers keep people motivated to watch shit when it first comes out. And uh, we get that with Raw Smackdown and with the big pay-per-views. But at the end of the day, if you were to not catch anything, like if you don't catch an Evolve live, it's not the end of the world. You're not going to just stumble. The likeliness of you stumbling across uh, results just in your casual social media browsing at least if it's healthy and you're not just fucking obsessively wrestling ridden which i don't recommend for anyone but i think just having as a healthy hobby you know unless you're following everybody on the planet you're not going to get spoiled for a lot more of the indie stuff so you could catch it a couple of hours later or the following day whereas stuff even with mma stuff like ufc or wwe wrestlemania SummerSlam, it's gonna explode as it's happening and I think that's part of the incentive why people sit down. It becomes more of a festive thing. You know that the world's watching. Famous yeah. JR quote, you know, which he said, the world is watching, which is true. So, I mean, I don't know if people are going to say, all right, sure, I'll give you an extra five, six bucks a month so that I could, uh, I can catch the latest progress. As it is, they're already saturating their audience in wrestling. There's, there's wrestling for literally Mondays and Tuesdays and all of Wednesdays. Think about that. And that's not even counting the fact that when October rolls around, the whole schedule is going to be changed. You know, you're going to have wrestling for about four days of the week and the end of the week, too. So, I mean, not counting pay-per-views. What are you going to do? You're going to watch all of that. Then you're going to watch progress and all that shit live. At some point, how far does this go? All the extra stuff that they're throwing in here for this higher tier realistically is going to get lost in the shuffle. Yeah, I think it's going to be a problem. I look at it like this. 
everybody plays basketball, but the only basketball that people really watch at its core or think about is the NBA. Right. No disrespect to other leagues or anything, but when's the last time you bought an NCAA 2K19 game or something like that? <laughs> I mean, everybody, there's a lot of different MMA companies out there, you know. but everybody talks about the UFC. Yeah, who's your favorite NCAA basketball player? You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying any disrespect, but I'm just saying that's sort of the way WWE looks at things from a grand scale, and that's the way people look at it from a grand scale. You know, they want they want to watch the big fights. They want to watch the the huge things. That's where their demographic is right now. Now they're trying to cater to the indie demographic. But at the end of the day, I just don't see people paying an extra tier for that stuff. And then if they do the reverse, which from a business standpoint makes more sense, their audience would turn on them. Because what would be the re- reverse? For nine ninety nine, you get a bunch of the indie shit that we don't care about. You get the NXT weeklies and the two hundred five lives, and then if you go up to fourteen ninety nine, we'll also include the WWE pay per views. And don't don't think that at some point they might not try to flip the fucking script on you guys slowly, <laughs> slowly move a program here and there. Play like all they have to do is, is treat their programs the way you would play a game of checkers. Before you know it, everything's on the other side of the board. So just be careful and be mindful that they have two tiers. And even if one tier right now is only offering stuff that's optional, if they slowly start to slide content over to that second tier, which is what I think the ultimate strategy is going to be here. I think we're going to start off with a $14.99 tier that has minor shit. But then every now and then there's going to be something big that they can offer or something out of the box that they can offer that they can slip into that tier that you're going to want to watch. So that's the only logical reason I could think of for this to work. I mean, they're business people. If we're talking about yeah. it here, there's no way that they're not thinking about it there. Does it really make sense to you guys that there'd be like a fourteen ninety nine tier and it's like, sure, here, take a couple of indie events? No, that is a placeholder so that when they have exclusive things, maybe who knows what the exclusive things could be. There's going to be a yeah. song. If they, it could be a two hours of a kickoff if they wanted to really spruce up those kickoffs and give you two hours going into Mania that you uh. don't get until you go up this tier. It could yeah. be uh, it could be shows that they think do really good. Like if they think Ride Along's their 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 prize show, they could make the next season of Ride Along something that's part of that fourteen ninety nine tier, because that's a big show and it's a big selling show. Like they they're looking at these numbers and they know what people go for, so they could just strategically just move things where you're uh, gonna have to pay for the higher tier to get everything. 4K content, which is becoming prevalent nowadays, especially in the U.S. If you look at Netflix, they have higher tier Netflix right now that they slipped in. If you want to watch Netflix in 4K, you pay more than someone who would just watch it in 1080p. WWE, they don't even have to give you new content. They could just say, hey, you got a 4K TV. You want to make the most use? We're going to kick up that 4K on the higher tier. So I'm not really worried about the fact that there's a tier here with indie stuff that's eventually going to be there. Sure, no one really is. Whatever. Sure, we'll watch that however. But uh, I'm more concerned about ultimately just having a higher tier that is going to just lead into them offering you stuff that you want to get. Because that's what they're here to do. They're here to sell you shit. So just be careful about what they're doing with that. Because you never know. You never know where this is going to go. And uh, they have lost subscribers. That's another thing. Yep. There's words going around that they have recently lost subscribers. They have 1.69 million paid subscribers. Uh-huh. They lost about 300,000 after WrestleMania ended. 
So what that means is that there are people who treat the WWE Network the way that they treat HBO. How do people treat HBO? They see a trailer to a series that they like. Most of the time, the latest Game of Thrones trailer for the last seven or eight years did it. And they'd go, hmm, that's in like two months. I think I'm going to start my HBO subscription in two months. And then right after the season finale, they cancel. Ask Miss. She does that shit. She's guilty of it. You think she gives a fuck about HBO? No, she's not an HBO fan. She's a Game of Thrones fan. So as soon as it was over, she was over. There's nothing wrong with that. That's a good way to do things. That's smart. Until we got that deal with the Game Pass. Well, now we have Game Pass until 2022. You know, until we got that deal, I was that way with, with the Xbox Game Pass. It was like, sure, if we're playing a game, I don't mind tossing them a few bucks for that month. You know, so it's like there are people who would do it that way, but they won't keep a consistent. They won't keep these guys on a payroll. My WWE network, unfortunately, is on a payroll. They take their thing automatically at the end of every month. So, you know, it's a pain to have to do that. But at the end of the day, there are people and this is what proves that there are people who if they had a drop right after WrestleMania, then there are people who subscribe for the nine ninety nine just to watch WrestleMania and then dip out. And that's where they lose money. And you know why they're losing money? Because that wasn't the original plan. Everyone forgets the history of this WWE Network. The original plan with the WWE Network was that when you you pay $9.99 a month, but it was with like a contract. It wasn't just $9.99 a month whenever the hell you want. When it first came out, it was $9.99 a month and it had contracts. I forget if it was six months or a year, but you were locked into that $9.99 a month. They direct TV'd you. Yeah, it was a six-month commitment. Right, exactly. Yeah. And then no uh, one yeah. went for that shit, so they had to backpedal on it, and then they said nine ninety nine a month whenever you want. And the problem, the reason why they had that commitment was because they didn't want people to do exactly what they're doing, is go, cool, there's a pay-per-view I want to watch, I'll give them the nine ninety nine now, and then I'll yeah. cancel. Because, and what, that was not- because what you wind up doing by that is basically now you're just, you just have people that are just paying nine ninety nine for your $60 pay-per-views instead of on contractual commitments, which is what the whole purpose of this was. Yeah, and they also did that as a necessity at the start of the, sorry, at the start of the network because they were going to need as much uh, help as possible to help, uh, you know, make it break even. Like, the reason why that Brock Lesnar, John Cena rematch after SummerSlam 2014 was bumped right up to night of champions the next month was like oh shit the six month commitment are about to come up how do we entice them to keep on uh hey it'll be john cena versus brock lesnar again except i don't think brock lesnar will straight up murder john cena this time maybe tune in and find out yeah so you know we're like i said we're in this situation now where uh because of what happened and because the fact that things didn't go exactly how they wanted with the network, I feel like this tier was put into place to try to make up that money, which means they're going to take it a little bit more seriously this time around. And uh, they they recently also announced, and I think they're packaging all this stuff together in an attempt to make it just seem like an overhaul, less like a money overhaul and more like a, an entire core overhaul. Because they made an announcement that uh, they said, w- we are pleased to inform you that the WWE Network is being updated this week with a new design, a simpler navigation, a smarter search tools and smarter search tools. In addition, please be aware of the following. You will need to log in with your email address and password for the first time. You use this updated WWE network. You will not need to set up a new account. You should use your existing email. The update will occur in different devices on different times during the week. They changed the companies. I don't know the details, 
but they changed the company that they were using to distribute the WWE network. They're in a completely different provider right now. And uh, yeah, that that happened with the devices, I can say for certain. I don't really use it on many devices, but I keep it on many, so I was aware of it. The Xbox One version is completely different now. It's nothing like the old version just gone. This is just a different WWE network. And uh, my, my Fire TV, as well as my Smart TV itself, both updated to that version. The My favorite thing, we'll talk about positive. I know we're about to get into the thing. People are pissed about certain things. But my favorite good thing about this new network is that when I press it now, I don't get that warning screen anymore. You know the black warning screen? Almost looks like the FBI warning screen. Oh, yeah. And then followed by that, you get the... With the fucking PG thing. It pisses me off because sometimes you'll be trying to get to something live that you know is about to start. And you're stopping me. For that fucking shit to hit then and before the live thing. Now it just kicks in. So bravo. I'm really tired of hearing that little thing whenever I want to launch one of their programs. Fuck that thing forever. I'm so happy it's gone. I feel like it's burned into my memory, especially the first day of the WWE Network where shit crashed all the time. So every time it crashed, you're desperately trying to load back into a pay-per-view that crashed on their piece of shit. Just to get- <laughs> exactly. By the time you get there, the pinfall happened. Fuck you. <laughs> so, I was just... <laughs> I'm so happy that that little logo thing is gone. I, I don't know if it's that way for the browser, but it's definitely that way for, for the oh, devices, man. I was so happy. I kept turning it on and off. Like, just the program I was on, just kind of so happy to not see that shit ever happen. <laughs> you know, one of these days, one of these days they go sneak it back in. Oh, I feel so. I mean, someone must have told them, you know, maybe Vince sat down yeah. one day and was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> He's trying to get into yeah. the program. I can I, I just see it now. We're getting ready for fucking episode 400. <laughs> <laughs> and we're all in the chat room of the network. Turn the thing on. All you hear, did. <laughs> that used to piss me off, dude. It would always happen at the worst time. So if I have to give them credit, that one thing, it turns straight on. That's what I want. When I'm going there, I'm not going to be there in time. Most of the time. I'm going to get there right when you're starting. So don't make me late because you have different shit going on. And then you God forbid, like I said, when it crashes, or at, at the very least, they should have never had it that it breaks into the middle. Like if you're in the middle of a pay-per-view, know that that's important. Don't give me that stupid right. thing. Like yeah. I don't know what the rating of this shit is that I'm watching. I'm paying for it. <laughs> it's bloodbath and barbed wire. I fucking know what the rating is, all right? <laughs> Yeah, maybe someone hey, like, told like, them, you know, you, you don't got to remind them at between every show what the rating is. You shouldn't have to have, you shouldn't have to have to text somebody at home like, hey, turn on the network, I'll be there in a few. Well, you mean turn on the network? Yeah, I get past that. <laughs> <laughs> I want that shit to be gone by the time I go up and out. You know how many fucking fights probably started because of that shit? Somebody forgot to turn the network on before they got in. It's just like, fuck, now we got to deal with the <laughs> Those bastards. <laughs> Don't ever oh, do it again. <laughs> I'm start hearing that shit in my sleep now. I'm so mad. Yeah, really. Well, you'll never you know, hear you, it in your reality again. So be happy about you that. Know, you, know, you know what we got to do? We got to start doing that shit with CFPs. Every time we get ready to set sail, right? we drop the anchor. <laughs> you know what? We can't even get the drop of it. It's gone. They erased it from existence. Oh. How we even, how we even ever use it? It's, it's but a memory. <laughs> People in the future won't know what you're talking about. Hindsight's a bitch, ain't it? Well, you know what? It's okay, because at least whenever we have to do it away, we still got to turn the ship over. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's one of those things. Oh, my God. 
So that's the one good thing. You see, we had to spend a lot of time on the one good thing because there there are very few. So they basically said that like the, the network's going to be overhauled. There were people that were having issues. I had no issue. I immediately put my information and everything has been fine for me. I watched Smackville. There's not really much to talk about with Smackville. Nothing great happened on it. Uh, you know, it was just an event. If you guys want to go into it later, we can, though. But yeah, I watched SmackDown. It worked fine. I didn't, I didn't, uh, SmackVille, I didn't even think about it at the time, honestly, that I was on the new thing. But yeah, I guess I was by that point, and it was, it was okay. You yeah, know, I had no was, problems. Yeah. You know, but from what we're hearing, uh, iOS people were saying, and Chromecast people also were saying that it wasn't working. You apparently can't use it with Chromecast at all yet. And, um, they don't know how to find the the archive of it and someone else tweeted saying that uh, they were having issues the voices were out of sync with the screen but on the other live feed on the non-live feed everything was fine uh, now that so one i saw on the fire tv like for some reason with the live feed it's like a little bit of a delay between the sound and the screen I'll have to check because I think when I'm watching it lately, I've been watching it on the just in the built-in smart TV app, which is the same as the Fire TV app. So I don't know if there's a glitch there or what. I'm going to go back and watch. People have to also keep in mind there's different reasons on the Fire TV. You might have to restart it or something. You know, there's different reasons why that can happen. Uh, someone else was saying that uh, it went out during the last match and they missed the Dolph and Joe arguing. And when it came back on, Kofi was coming out of the ring. Oh no! Uh, you were surprised that they uh, <laughs> they like Smackville, but the thing that bugged them was that the audio wasn't synced up. So there's another person saying that uh, it took him 30 minutes um, between getting into the network and signing in because they kept saying his password was wrong, but it wasn't. Mm. Uh, that I, that I question. But um, I, again, take it with a grain of salt because a lot of these people, and I don't mean any disrespect to anyone, they might not even just be tech savvy. They're not used to using like I fuck with things a lot. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day. I instantly got back in. I didn't need to go checking my pockets for passwords and stuff. I got prompted and I went in and it just worked and I was fine. I clicked around and, you know, I had no issues with it. You know, now the bad news is something that I didn't notice, but I'm now reading about is that uh, mm-hmm. they got rid of the hidden gem section completely. Oh, yeah, it's gone. They just and it's not like, well, don't worry, you know. It's like they just said, no, it's gone. They said that's gone. (laughs) Literally, it was kind of kind of funny because it's like one of the only sections I really messed with. Whenever I did have time to mess with sections, but uh, they basically said, uh, when someone complained, they said, hi, thank you for reaching out. Hidden gems used to be part of the collections tab, which is no longer available. On the other hand, you should be able to search for some related content on the app or check out some home video classics rare under originals. Thank you. So the part that sucks about that isn't just that the hidden gems collection is gone, which was really cool because it had like uh, the FCW matches, John Moxley's match with Regal. You know what I mean? Like yeah. These guys like the Shield guy, all the all the yeah, lo- younger yeah, guys. That. You love know what stuff. I mean? Like that's that that's just like part of the problem. Like getting rid of the collections 
which I've spoken about on the show before, one of the coolest things about collections was there were collections for everything. And whatever you started a collection of, it would run the videos chronologically through the entire collection. So if you went into the Rock collection and you started, just hit start, it would automatically start from his first match and go through every appearance. So you could just sit there and watch every in order, like his whole shit unfold. I did it with the NWO one in collections. It was awesome. It literally started from yeah. when they when they showed up with at the commentator and they took over the mics and, the, and all that. And it went down everything and you slowly see like, them forming you see when when uh xbox six at the time becomes the sixth member and you learn the million dollar man and it went through the whole story with skipping everything that didn't relate with it and it was one of the better features so i'm shocked I mean, they would get rid of that they they had a really cool one it was one of my personal favorites it was an nxt takeover collection it was literally every single takeover from the first one to whatever the current one was that one was one of my favorites because it would update after every takeover yeah, but you could just watch the NXTs in order. Like, if you just go to, you know, you could just go one NXT. They're like, they're they're basically three hours each. After one NXT takeover is over, you go to the next NXT takeover. We're, we're, yeah. It's like with the uh, with the collections of like The Rock or the NWO or Stone Cold or whatever. It's sometimes it's a three minute promo or a two minute clip or a match yeah. or maybe they just came out and hit somebody with a fucking move or there was a backstage brawl. Like all of these little moments you could have gone into. You're interested they in Bret Hart. If you're interested in Bret Hart, you press on the Bret Hart one, and literally from the moment he first appeared, every clip, interview, in order, you could sit there and just experience all his fucking appearances. I think that's really important. I've never even encountered or experienced anything like that on any streaming service before. You know what I mean? That's very specific for you to be able to say, "I have the urge to look at everything Goldust," and it'll just run across all the shit. So to me, that was a great feature that is now gone. For better streaming, which I never had a fucking problem with. Exactly. Get rid of stuff on there that doesn't make sense. Not the stuff that's awesome. Yeah. Maybe maybe, maybe I wanted to watch the first, the very first time Oscar ever showed up in NXT. Now I gotta fucking look for the specific NXT now instead of just go to the collection. Boo. Boo. Are we saying boo or boo earns? Who knows? <laughs> So uh, we'll get back to them in a little while because the fun never ends with them, but I don't want to burn you guys out. Let's segue over to Impact for a little bit because uh, Impact Wrestling, um, they got into a bit of a situation, as you guys know. They're not getting along with their provider. Who the fuck are they with again? I've lost track at this point, man. I honestly... Forget the Anthem. Anthem. Pursuit. No, is that the, the channel, though? The channel's Anthem? No. Pursuit. Yeah. Pursuit. Oh, Pursuit. Pursuit. Right. You see what I mean? They loom around so fucking much. Fuck, I don't even know. Anymore. <laughs> That's right. Whichever one, whichever one with Google search a mid-show. Who's ready hey. for Impact Wrestling on Pursuit at, at Fridays at 8 p.m. or whatever? You know, but... Hey, my hey, you can fake my autism for remembering strange shit out of nowhere. So they wanted to get rid of Pursuit. Pursuit has forgotten to put their episode on. They forgot to come back from commercial break. They've they played the wrong episode. They're not having a good relationship with this company. They wanted no, to move I've... to uh, Access TV. I... So they jumped off of Pursuit. Access TV isn't interested at all whatsoever. Uh... They don't want... Anthem was originally planning on buying... On buying Access. But... It seems like they're not interested in any of this, whatever. So, that means that as of now, Impact Wrestling is homeless, as we predicted many years ago would eventually happen. The last place that they had to go as their contingency has said 
you know what we don't we're not really we're good so they sent out a press release basically talking about their extended deal with twitch yeah i was about to say to uh just as a way to make things seem all right you know like just to sort of say hey look you know we're still around we're on twitch you know what so just letting you guys know that they're pretty much now a twitch-based wrestling company so who's ready for impact wrestling every <laughs> 9 p.m on twitch.tv slash impact wrestling oh, i think if the feed stays up no mm. if you want to make that joke really work who's ready for impact wrestling on http semicolon no no don't do it don't do it <laughs> But yeah, it's so, like, uh, why would Access want them? I mean, even though it's on a little bit of a delay, they have fucking New Japan. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. I mean, why not? It's a good yeah. Yeah, you already got New Japan, and I know they got uh, Wild Women of Wrestling. So and you know they have they also have their own like MMA fights with uh, I I forget who, but again, so, I mean, it, it, it's usually sometimes it'll be like random other companies like Lion Fight, which is mainly a uh, yeah, yeah. leg legacy fight. Titan, yeah. a lot of places like that. But it's like, uh, those are all places that it makes sense to have. Not fucking impact. Yeah. It's though, like, though, like All the places that, all the stuff they have, whether it be MMA, boxing, wrestling, it's all places that haven't been kicked off like 90 um, freaking channels. Yeah, so I'm thinking, uh, maybe they maybe they want to be business savvy. Be like, okay, so, we, so we're like the US uh, provider of uh, you know New Japan on TV. And we got you know, Wild Women of Wrestling, which is growing. It's burgeoning. So, yeah, I don't know. We got something established here. Um, but part of me would think, yeah, maybe they'll go for it. I mean, why the hell not? But, okay, fuck me, I guess. So, yeah, Twitch is pretty much their life raft right now. Which is kind and of scary I've, because anybody could be on there. We could be on there. They could, they could yeah, come it, here with us. Yeah, it's weird. It's like yeah, it's weird to say Twitch is the life raft keeping impact afloat. Just just just, just imagine you're streaming uh, through Twitch and you go from some random girl with a tits out to fucking impact. The bigger problem than that is to be honest with you, I'm pretty All sure. I'm gonna that be doing we, that in my we, regular uh, life. I'm pretty sure if we checked them on Fridays and we looked at them in scale of the entire Twitch community it's possible that they're not even going to be the highest stream thing. And that's sad that you guys are talking about girls with their tits out, but I'm going to check this Friday when they go live. And I'm going to see, because I have suspicion that some girl with her tits out is going to out fucking view them. And that's the okay, problem. That's not, okay. That's not fair. Cause everybody loves tits. Right. But it just doesn't, it also doesn't look good that they're, that they're going to be on a network where some girl, you know, with her cleavage out, you know, playing fucking don't play, playing fucking don't starve is gonna beat <laughs> Impact Wrestling. No, no, no. Be real. She she'll be doing Fortnite. You just pick, <laughs> wow. You went to don't starve of all fucking things. I can't. You picked the most random fucking game. <laughs> I don't even know why I went there. Just, I don't know. <laughs> hey, Mister Fantastic, title. how did it feel to stretch for that one? I'm so, you, yeah, like, what you okay? The fuck did you go? <laughs> I had to actively think of what you were talking about. I was like, is that a game? <laughs> and then I realized, oh yeah, okay. 
Hey, Plastic Man, you're my favorite DC hero. Did you know that? You know what it is, though? Like, I had to go obscure because normally when you do see the cleavage chicks, they are always playing something obscure, though. Yeah. You know, that you almost question, how are how is everybody in? Oh, I see. What is this, League yeah. of Legends? What the fuck is this? This isn't League of Legends. What is this? This is a League of Legends club? You know, that's usually where you see the I am toast. More like I am tits because that's what the people are looking at coming to the... <laughs> We can only get away with that. I am tits. Why can't we? Uh, I don't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> so you know what I mean about fucking being on Twitch. I just think it's the best, best place for these guys. Uh, imagine that buried by boobs. That'd be some shit, wouldn't it? No, I, no, no. I, you should I write that one up. down. You need to write that one. The buried by <laughs> boobs. Buried, but yeah, maybe when I get my tits, I'll pull them out and see oh. how. Uh, so, so, so impact, uh, so impact, it, it, you're, uh, you're, um, we, we hope that you do not get buried by boobs and, uh, to pursuit network, we give you a, and just for the record, when we're on this out, I was spelling the B E W E boobs, boobs, uh, yeah, I, oh, Jesus Christ, it's like impact. There really is the goddamn engine that, the, just a little engine that could. Uh, I, it, I'm also, it, it also came back to me thinking of a list that was like, Impact lost their TV deal, but lived. It's so weird, the fat, it, like the roller coaster of emotions. This goes on. I, it's, it's oddly yeah. fascinating. But also, really, really fucking sad. So well, they, well, they I still hope they have, can get some TV deal soon. They still have pursuit for now. It's not over yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like okay, we're not gonna be that big of dickheads. Yeah, I know they're gonna. I know they probably got some shows well taped in advance that uh, pursuit's gonna let the contract play out. That's just yeah. you know mm-hmm. being smart, so and then, you don't. Then they recently announced Tessa Blanchard versus Sammy Callahan too, and then all of a sudden, all of my sympathy just like that disappeared. It was like magic. It was like, oh, okay. You see why? If you don't why? give Tessa something to do that's actually going to make her matter, because I'm sorry, I don't care how good she looked in that Slam anniversary match. It's fucking Sammy Callahan. What are you telling me? He's gonna win again? That's all he does, man, is fucking win. I'm telling you, he shouldn't have won the fucking first time. I don't give a shit if Mary looks strong. He should not have won the fucking first time. Maybe the second one's to make her look strong, like it's the rubber band match thing, then there's going to be a third one. I don't know. Oh, for fuck's sakes. How about about this? We have have a winner. We have if Tessa wins, Sammy jumps off a bridge. If if, if Sammy wins, he jumps off a higher bridge. Either way, we solved the problem. Hey, what's up, Krusty Stains? Yeah, we wish there was ECW. ECW will make our lives better. You kidding me? Uh, finally. And I do agree, Krusty Stain, Jimmy fucking Havoc rules, but that's, I don't see what that's got to do with anything here right now. Uh, it's, 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 again, it's just, my God, it's just, it's like the most uh, astounding game of ping pong. <laughs> no one knows what to do with impact. That's what it is. Nobody knows what yeah, to do my with mind, Yeah, my mind honestly still can't process that. I could I, I could feel him trying to work around and not just say it's impact. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> yeah. Because again, also, I'm thinking back 
to all to the you know what? shit. You just made the list. Oh no! Oh, uh, here we go. Because <laughs> I was also thinking back, Destin, to all the shit that happened before, and just thinking, Impact Wrestling was conceived and built upon an Indian burial ground. That's the only reason I can conceive of this shit TV lock. It's, Which, but you know what? Way, they're, they're half responsible they, for their miserable fate, though. Oh, no, I agree, because you cut me off there, because I was about to say. But also, if they followed the golden rule that was given to them by Spike TV, don't have Vince fucking Russo working for you. None of this would... We wouldn't be making a recurring gag out of you know what, how many man? TV it stations was, have been back then. It was bad without him. It was bad. It was bad exactly. all the time, you know. But, it, uh, it, it, I'm not it, disputing it, that, but it wasn't any better with him on. It's it's worse, and he's not there. Yeah, and as far as um, I know, some people were asking about RVD because he's with Impact right now. He showed up for that Royal reunion. Um, they just basically said that RVD appeared on Raw with our blessing. We were approached about it, and we didn't see why we would have any problem with it. So. Remember, it's not TNA. It's Impact Wrestling. It's almost not even the same company anymore. Exactly. In in, in this canon, he was never world champion. Yeah, right. At least. That sting ass whooping never happened. But how how far can this go? You know what I mean? Like, that's just where I, I, I can't even believe this shit anymore. You know, like I, I completely think that you yeah, that Jordan's sentiments exactly resemble mine with which I, I just can't believe we're still talking about them. And they're like hanging by a little thread, you know, yeah, they're, they're hanging by that little bit of they're hanging by the, the smoke of the of the of the Majin yeah. Buu, you know, God, yeah. like just... God, I just thought of another great visual and it fucking Looney Tunes. And also thanks to it's use on Botchermania, Daffy Duck. Uh, as Robin Hood, you know, swinging down, hitting all those trees. Chat. God damn it. I can't, I, I still, honestly, just cannot believe this. They are. Yeah. It's, but, they're, um, they're cockroach. They're, they're the wrestling cockroach promotion. And I don't want to say it like that, but. Fuck. Right, but you know what? At the end of the day, I think that what they missed out on was the not the opportunity to save themselves. Like when they first, when Dixie first left and they rebranded, instead of rebranding as Impact Wrestling, they should have completely moved away from that. They should have gotten completely away from that name. They shouldn't have even acknowledged the past. And I said that on here. I said it's a mistake for them to do what they're doing, which is they 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 turned TNA that had a show called Impact into a brand called Impact Wrestling, which was almost the same thing. And it was like, just get away from that name. Be something different if you're saying you're something different. Change the fucking ropes and everything and just be something different for God's sakes. You know, and they didn't do that. So I don't feel bad, man. Yeah, at this point, there's no reason. There's no logical reason to feel bad for them anymore. You know, a lot of it seems like whoever took it over was cursed to just make shitty choices. But, But anyway... In other news, Ronda Rousey recently had Paige on her show. She does a show called Goat Walk. I don't know if you guys heard about this. Greatest of all. I've heard a little things about here and there. So what it is is she she it's I like it because it's very creative. It's um 
as you know, GOAT is usually means greatest of all time walk. I forget who. I think the first one might have been Mark Henry or someone, right? I don't know I who it was. I want to say, oh, yeah, I think it was. I, I did. It's the first I'm hearing about. Yeah, but anyway, it's called Goat Walk because uh, she's walking around with the, I guess, with goats, you know, like Paige being one of the greatest of all time. You, you get the theme. But she's actually yeah. walking around with yeah, her. Yeah, with, yeah. She's actually walking around with her fucking goats. You know, like yeah, she has several oh, goats. so it works. Oh, <laughs> you see, so it yeah. works on you many see? levels. I see what they. I see. I see what she did there. Yeah, you see, I knew you'd like that. Think of the effort that takes. You do a goat walk with goats. Yeah, see, see, that's smart, funny, and awesome. I, uh, I, I applaud you, Rhonda. I applaud you. Yeah. So anyway, we're going to look at a little bit of it here. This is a, this is like almost a half an hour, so you can't see it home. I want to give you guys a little preview of some of the goat walk. If you can just see, cause I thought it was pretty cool. That was crazy. I just got like a fucking bear in my hand. I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> Come on. So the funny thing with goats, they can be like territorial and kind of like... Not territorial they can kind of be like they can test you yeah so one of the one of the ways they'll try and test you is they'll try and like stand right in front of you in your way yeah and if you go around them it's kind of like you pussing out like oh. you kind of have to like push your way through them <laughs> you don't have to like drop kick my goat but you know if yeah, they, like, just saw, you just had a round of suplex to go i'm like <laughs> hey it's, to, it's trying to test my patience right now yeah it's testing yeah. you just so, testing it right back yeah a lot of times we walk in they'll stop right in front of you just like yeah. Push him out of the way. This is the guy. <sighs> so he lowered over our kingdom. Yeah, this is like gorgeous. How lucky can you be? You're just like, I'm just going to walk my six goats real quick. Yeah, totally. Up onto a like right Lion King rock. Hi. You just. Oh. Reminds me of this one time I had to walk out with Maddie. You know how she wears like those gigantic like <laughs> spiked jackets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like getting all pumped. I'm like, yeah, Maddie. <laughs> yeah, Maddie, just do that shit. And I like slapped her on the back, and I like felt one of the spikes go into my hand. And I was like, God! And like I had like not sell anything. I'm like trying to grab the tag rope, and I'm like bleeding down my hand, and, like <laughs> laughing at myself, but also trying not to show the fact that I'm in pain. Hi, buddy. Max likes to be involved, so. We had a good night, so I'm like saying some of my finest acts come out when I'm bleeding. So oh yeah, it means it's gonna sign. go well. Huh. I feel like I heard like shouting a second ago. Shouting? Yeah. Did you hear yelling? No. Or just me? I look over there, you see all that burnt stuff? Yeah. Yep, there was a fire right across from our street like not too long ago. Oh shit, that's like so close to your house. Yeah, right? Dude. I was never like so sure that our tax dollars were going to the like right thing. Like the LA Fire Department like showed up right away and these guys just like throwing all these hoses over like whatever uh, yeah. his business and this guy like walks right into this inferno where there's like oh like vortexes of fire and ted's like i don't give a fuck like this dude just walks in just like shave it all down and they're like, all right see you guys all right got a nun yeah i've never seen a more well-oiled machine than yeah. la fire department yeah holy crap well they need to be out here i feel like there's a lot of forest fires out here Oh yeah, it's a yeah. season here. Like yeah. a lot of the plants actually needed out here to reproduce. Like I think I was watching something about like Sequoia National Park or Red, something about like the big ass trees like redwood or sequoia or something. Yeah. And um, um what's it called? They had to they realized that in none of the old groves, because they were protecting them so much that mm -hmm. they had no like new trees growing or anything like that. And they figured out that 
the trees actually have to burn for a specific amount of time and like heat oh, for sure. them to be able to drop their seeds. Like it, yeah. a lot of the plants around here require to be on fire. Oh wow! For a certain point, yeah. that's insane. So they started like doing controlled burns on sequoias and mm -hmm. stuff, and that's crazy. Yeah. So, but I don't know. How so, you know what? Like, you just made the list. Oh no! Oh, here we go. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Feel powerful because they can light a match and set a hundred thousand acres on fire. So wow. Yeah. Dude, I like coming out here. This is really cool. Apart from, you know, I'm gonna get it on camera right now just so they know what kind of loving person you are when it comes to throwing up. So I came out here and it's boiling hot, by the way. Like, <laughs> it was boiling hot. And my little British uh, body couldn't handle the heat. So I, after a couple of hours of walking around the old browsy acres, I end up throwing up, projectile up twice. And the first thing she said, instead of being like, oh, you guys, she's like, you look really, like, she was like, I know you're dying right now. <laughs> But Raquel, can you quickly get some pictures real quick? Cause this blight is like really good around you. And I'm just Listen, like, Ugh. She was like blowing chunks in front of like the storage shed. Yeah. And then like, <laughs> she's like, I need to sit down. And she happens to sit down on like all these, you sat down like all these like stacked pallets. Yeah. Like under a tree with dappled <laughs> sunlight in this golden hour, like lighting's coming in. You have like this unfocused, like like 80s supermodel like yeah. look. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I'm like, Listen, I know you feel like shit, but you look great. Yeah. Someone needs yeah. to capitalize on this. Yeah, take a picture right now. Yeah. Yeah, dude. We had to get one of those pictures. <laughs> I know. She wanted to get three. She didn't get me to any pictures of me throwing up though, thank God. Well, also, maybe you're fucking projectile vomiting because it's not even nightfall yet and you have a beer in your hand. <laughs> yeah, like, did you, did you make sure to eat something before? Yeah, before going onto a, onto a hot farm with Ronda Rousey with a beer? Like, yeah, you're going to be throwing a motherfucker. You know? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> okay, well, okay, better get a couple ribs or at least a brat, something. I've been having a lot of barbecue lately. Uh, so that's all in mind. Uh, yeah, that, that was pretty cool to see. Although, I do mainly appreciate for the puns and uh, titling of said puns. Appreciate that. But I might check this out a little bit. You know, cool. downtime between some writing or reading. This is cool seeing Rhonda just get just be fun. Yeah, I had to worry about everything. She's just, she's generally just a more relaxed human being. But one of the coolest things that I've seen in a long time, man. And also, thank you, Eager or Carrot, for the uh, for the follow, Krusty Stains for the follow. Welcome, Ryan Tucker. Yeah, pages. Uh, one of the coolest things that I've seen in a long time, man, was the most recent um, up, up, down, down where Woods is with Rhonda. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it was kind of a cool deal because um, for a while he'd been having these, if you ever watch his videos at the end, they have follower goals. He hit the number of followers he needed, which I think was somewhere in the one million range to get Ron on the show. Yeah, she is awesome. I mean, you have to really hear her in this because I always told you guys in here, you really get to know people when they're up, up, down, down. Because when you're gaming with someone, that's when they're really going to, you're really going to get to know who the people Let are. Let their guard game. down. So, I mean, she's so down, like, she's one of the most down-to-earth people. It's insane. When you hear her talking about gaming, 
you can tell that this is somebody who plays a lot, which I didn't realize about Ronda Rousey. I mean, she talks about games that she beat, games that she's playing through now, 100%ing things. I mean, like, she's a, a fucking gamer, and, like, she's just a big fan of a lot of the pop culture stuff that you would you would think people from up, up, down, down are generally a part of. She's, like, in the know about that stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, like she was talking my... about how she played through Hollow Knight and how she beat it and got everything. You know, she's talking about uh, the last Zelda, the... the um whatever the hell the last one for the Switch is, how she did the Breath of the Wild, Breath of the Wild, how she 100% at that, and just the different games that she plays, and uh, she even talked about transferring her Pokemon through different generations, through cartridges and shit, like, it was crazy, dude, it was like, it was a lot of, I was just like, are you kidding me? This is I think, Rousey. I, I think I was that whole thing, my favorite story was he talked about, I think when she was playing uh, World of Warcraft, and you got like, when you play certain online games, you have friends you run into pretty consistently, and it was just funny hearing the story about how Travis started hanging out with that friend. And she was just like, that was my friend. <laughs> yeah, man. It, it was really cool, man. She's um, always just been like the nicest, funniest human being. Like, it's just amazing to think a girl I watch snapping people's arms in the UFC is literally just like, it's like, it's like one of the homies. And that's the reason I'm, I've always said the New Day and Woods and those guys are the best thing that's happened in years. Not championships, all that shit aside. Those guys... Are, they, they've given us a better look at WWE superstars being comfortable and and while consuming cool content. No one's ever done that before. To me, that yeah. always New, be the New best Day. Thing. Yeah, New Day, it's like New Day in reality isn't a gimmick. It's literally just them being them. Yeah, yeah. It, it, was, it was, I think, yeah. paying it off. Mm-hmm, it is. Like that's where yeah, I first it, learned it, that Rusev was a cool it's, guy. You know what I mean? I remember telling you guys, and I was like, "Yeah, I watched yeah. Rusev hanging out and playing." I was like, "He's a cool guy compared to that stupid Dolph Lundgren gimmick he has." And lo and behold, he became a cool guy. They hated for yeah. it because they hate when you're a cool guy, you know. But but I, he, he turned out to I be really cool. I actually like the Dolph Lundgren stuff, but then yeah. again, whatever. I mean, I mean, like, like and, the, the, and the whole barefoot shit. Like, it was just it was just we once he came out of that and became himself, which I said on here. I have to go back and find my own drop. When I, I said if he just becomes that guy from up up down down, it's just funny. Not, and yeah, he plays and video been, games and shit and likes the last dragon. You know, and he's another hardcore gamer. You know, it's like those these yeah, people uh, are, are victims of bad rights. It's just the same WWE creative can't seem to think uh we can't make this work. Oh, you fucking idiots. That's just Ooh. that's the the nature of the beast with these guys, man. and and it's kind of funny. Um, one of my favorite ones still to this day is when they had uh the riot, basically call it the riot squad reunion. Yeah, and it's kind of funny to see that Liv, Sarah, and Ruby have that exact same bond. Yeah, like they it's they're 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 literally polar opposites of each other. Yeah, you can honestly tell like they just weren't some from together, uh, you know, faction like. No, these ladies are honestly friends with each other. Yeah. They, yeah, they ride or die. Yeah, a a lot of people thought they just threw them together, but no, they said that uh, Sarah and Ruby had known each other on the indies, and they yeah. met Liv when they all came to NXT. So, so yeah, yeah, there was that familial connection there, and it shone through very well, very nicely. And yeah, I do enjoy Up Up Down Down. It's such, uh, it, it 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 honestly is such a very cool show like even one of my other favorites is when uh they had kevin owens on and you know they were uh playing along with his kid owen mm-hmm. yeah they have some cool stuff on there. i always say check them out man they're they're very that's quality entertainment there and as far as ronda goes from what we're hearing according to tom collahue is that uh travis brown's being looked at seriously by wwe 
Uh, they want to do some sort of a mixed tag thing, like Becky and Rollins against Ronda and Travis Brown. And uh, so, so look for that in the future. At least the talks are happening. So that would be different because I mean, Travis is a strong boy. So I mean, that would actually be kind of entertaining to watch, honestly. Mm-hmm. All right, I want to get this shit over. So let's talk a little bit about Jimmy Uso. Any of you guys happen to have the link to his mug? I'll look for his link to his mugshot. I didn't even have the link to his mugshot because I can't tell the difference between them. There's so many that came up that I was looking through them and it's like I had to sort by date and I was late getting on here. So I was like, you know, will the real I mean, will, will the real Jimmy mugshot please I, stand up? <laughs> I mean, I, I I think we definitely can sum this up in one in, in one simple sentence. No, it's not paranoia. It's the Hannah C. But uh, <laughs> okay, like, let's again? see. Let's see, because Ringside did a pretty good report on here. So they said, uh, basically, he was arrested and charged with a DUI and given a speeding ticket early Thursday morning in Pensacola, Florida. They said ABC Three Wear TV reports that there was a complaint about a possible DUI that came in around 1.30 in the morning on Thursday. And an off-duty officer advised the deputy that there was a car traveling over 100 miles per hour as it drifted between lanes. Then they said that the vehicle pulled in at a ticket spots bar. And, uh, but when the deputy showed up, uh, the Uso's uh, car was already gone. And then... While sitting at a Publix, the deputy then saw the car accelerating rapidly and he clocked the vehicle going 86 miles per hour, just two fucking miles away from time travel uh, in a 45 mile per hour speed zone while traveling close to other cars. And this is when he got pulled over. And they said that he had trouble holding his driver's license, registration and proof of insurance when the officer asked for them. He was also slurring his speech. He had bloodshot watery eyes, dilated pupils. His eyelids were droopy. They could smell alcohol in the car. And they asked him to step out of the car and speak. And then after they asked him a bunch of times to step out of the car, he finally came out. But he had trouble standing on his feet. And then... uh. Then uh, the officer asked him if he would ride with him to a nearby uh, nearby flat well-lit parking lot for a sobriety test. He did ride with him to the parking lot, but then he uh, was confused and started asking what was going on. And then he said he would need to take a sobriety test. And then Jimmy asked if he needed a lawyer or whether or not he was being detained. The officer said that it, it wasn't possible to have a lawyer at the time. And he was going to conduct a field sobriety test. And then basically Uso uh, took his phone from his pocket and tried to, to put his phone toward the deputy's face. And then uh, he was placed in handcuffs and he became uncooperative and had to be told to have a seat in the patrol car. Uh, and then he kept saying that he was uncomfortable and asked to speak with another deputy uh, a bunch of times and then uh they said that on the way to jail the officer needed to roll down his window to let the car air out because of the overwhelming smell of alcohol coming from him so uh I, i've literally never heard of a cop having to air out the car <laughs> what the fuck mark said cena foreshadowed it yeah with his freestyle <laughs> on them right Oh, it really happened like two days after that fucking wonderful. Shots. Oh They're... god, you gotta remix the music. Damn since D U R we be dead. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and uh shit. his court date is August fifteenth. Oh, Thir- just not too long after Thursday, August fifteenth. No, and the United States courts have gotten really fast. They want to process you straight through the conveyor belt. Well, we are, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean 
we already know how fucked and broken the system is here in the U.S., so that's not worth going over again. But, yeah, broke as fuck. Uh, just, what the fuck, Jimmy? God damn it. You, twice now. Also, you gotta know how bad that's gonna be for your driving. Insurance premiums, all that yeah. shit. My God, did it honestly hurt reading that? Yeah, because so I, I saw it on my Facebook page. I just thought, uh, why is this shit come, uh, from February coming back up on the timeline right now? I mean, yeah. then I checked. Yeah, then I checked the date. Shit, Jamie, get your shit to just get. Please do get your I, shit I, together, I feel, man. I feel the same as you. I no longer really review ah. too much stuff before I come on here. I compile it, but I usually read it for the first time with you guys. And this was one of those situations. It, I didn't know how bad that was until having read it just now. And it was that's rough. Holy yeah. crap. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm thankfully now in the position to uh, be driving like I am. And thankfully, I've stopped drinking. So, you know, yay, my DUI chances are now basically zero. But God I, damn it. I, I think, I mean, I know people enjoy it. But to be honest, I think just not drinking is advisable. I it's, think it's, 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 it, yeah, it's a, it's just stop it jimmy just i just think it's advisable just don't do it yeah you know? yeah and i like how they said like no nah, he's responsible for his own actions it's like okay hey jimmy how's the how's the how's the bus how's the bus look underneath from where they free you under it uh it's just yeah first off jimmy please do get your shit together that twice in a year now and like again the timing after raw reunion uh that's a good that's a that that to me said like further proof why to stay away from any internet comment section because yeah i'm not gonna have any of that shit you know what the yeah. funny thing is i don't even call it them throwing under the bus it's just wwe doing the same thing they're always doing which is not actually doing shit about it yeah because the they're independent contractors uh well, Linda's not running for anything because in the past they used to always make themselves look really good as soon as that was over it was over yeah, it's it. This this is just a fucked situation. Just honestly, stop it. Just stop it. Stop it. Yeah, I mean they're becoming quite familiar with uh arrests. Yeah, and that's something I'd rather not see. I mean. <sighs> Yeah, the Usos are still one of the absolute best tag teams possibly ever. Uh, but this shit, it is... It is going to leave a bad impact into how people will think of the Usos. You're going to either leave a bad impact or wind up on impact. Yep. One or the other. So Sad part but, is impact would be more likely to do some shit about it. You know, do your job, man. Like, they, they need to stop with this whole, oh, so-and-so's responsible for his action. If he fucks up, punish him. Yeah, that's it's how, all... That, that, that's it's, how the world... It, it, the reason they keep doing this shit is because they know not Jack's just going to happen to him. They know they're going to get drunk, and then the next time we see him on TV, they're going to be a championship match and probably win the fucking thing. Like, let's say I show up to work at Arby's, and i just done about five lines of coke. Right that, before coming in to work the fryer, deep fryer. That's a lot of coke for an Arby's job, man. Where the fuck are you getting your money? 
Right. That's be, uh, I'm not gonna uh, look. My attorney Matt Murdock has advised me not to disclose that at this moment. But it's like, <laughs> no, he's not like. Well, he's responsible. No, I'm. I I'd be responsible on your fucking dime, Arby's. All right. Like, I'm sure as shit, comp not competent enough or able to serve curly fries. Cause a, I'm high as balls. Two. I'm probably eating the curly fries myself because they're fucking awesome. It, it, it's, this is happening on your goddamn dime, WWE. He is your employee. As much as you want to say he's an independent contractor, just so you can get around all the fucking loopholes of providing healthcare and shit and all that, you need to goddamn do something. So do something. What would you suggest they do? Just help him, for fuck's sake. Like, help him get at least You mean, like, maybe have mandatory, very, mandatory rehab or something before he comes back? Yeah, something like that. Or at least a really good 12-step program. I mean, I'm in AA, and that's helping me, like, loads right now in my, in, like, it, damn near every aspect of my life. According to Just Brad Shepard. Get though, him to some sort of program. Yeah, according to Brad Shepard, they're saying that they're planning on giving Jimmy Uso what's what's being called an Alicia Fox-esque break. Which Alicia Fox's break was so fucking long that she came back as a legend for the Raw reunion. Yeah. Yeah, she's not, she's not actually an active wrestler anymore. That's why she was in the reunion sections. Yeah, I also couldn't quite tell from her shirt because I was blinded. Uh... Yeah, just that's honestly what I would do. Did again, I got to, then again, I'm kind of on the other side where it's like, yeah, I've had to put myself into a program to get my shit together so I didn't end my life as a fucking wreck. So, yeah, if I was it, so yeah, if I was WWE, I'd have to put his ass in some sort of program. 12 step or just have him go someplace. Just be like, dude, you, you honestly are not fit right now you need to get some help just look after yourself get the I mean, like, some help according to brad shepherd though he says that uh he was told that there's concern over uh jimmy's behavior costing him to lose everything including his marriage yeah that's the other thing it's 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 affecting a lot professionally personally just mm-hmm. wwe they did say jonathan fatu is responsible for his own actions Fuck you on that. They, one. they they need to kill that shit. You're responsible for his fucking actions. He works for your company. Like, yeah. look, like, 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 look at the past when it comes to this, too. Jimmy gets arrested the first time. They win the tag titles. Jeff Hardy gets arrested for being drunk. U.S. title. Jay Uso gets arrested for being drunk. Tag title. Stop rewarding them. If they fuck up, fuck them up. Simple it's... as that. Then you'll get a result. Because basically, with this whole thing with Naomi, Naomi's doing more, doing more than the whole fucking company. Because she's putting them in a situation where you're going to fuck up and lose. Exactly. And there's there's also the fact that, and I've said this on here before, that that I don't see why people with money, maybe you're not fucking filthy rich, but I don't see why people with money that want to drink have to drive. Like, I don't see why you can't make some sort of other arrangement. I I just will never understand that. People who don't have full-time cars, somehow people who don't have full-time cars make it in life. So I don't see how people with money can't do it. Well, usually they'll just be... Well, usually they'll probably have their head up their ass or, you know, just full of viewers being like, Ah, fish, I'm God. I'm awesome. 
And also, if I do show up to work at the Arby's after doing five lines of coke, I should not be promoted to manager. I should be fired. Just saying. It depends on if the manager was doing the coke with you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Fire me, and then I'll go in the back, and then I'll go to the back parking lot of the Arby's and do my coke with Hobo Joe. I got to start going to these Arby's. Right. Maybe if we're lucky, they'll sneak the coke in the salt packet. Uh, no, no, no. All you got to do is ask, ask for extra horsey sauce. No, no, don't do that shit. Cause I don't know why y'all motherfuckers go drop like Frank. I don't know. No, 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 no. Trust I, me. I, 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 will, hey, I, will, I, not, I will not I blow a ring while I'm fucking with y'all. I mm-hmm. got you. But, uh, <laughs> I got you. So, yeah, Jimmy. So, and yeah, then apparently, Rebby. Rebby tweeted and she said to the fans downplaying performer shitty life choices because of their talent slash contributions to the biz you're part of the problem these guys already think they can do no wrong and you're proving them right by reinforcing an inaccurate and toxic mindset hold people accountable and uh that's an interesting tweet right there's nothing incorrect in that tweet, but I'm just saying. Oh, yeah, I'm just, say, I'm, I'm just thinking. You know, yeah, she's I mean, right. Rebby might know a few people who have dealt with these kind of issues before. You know, Especially, you might know yeah. a couple of guys that have had issues. And, uh, <laughs> you know, thankfully, people didn't turn their back on those fucking people when they had issues with because I remember being on here at the time, especially uh, with that whole TNA, what was it, Victory Road situation. Uh, yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, I was one of the people. Twenty eleven, and at the time, even the fans weren't having it. And I get that that's just her brother in law, whatever. At the time, the fans weren't even having it, and I remember saying that I still didn't uh, like the idea of giving up on the guy or even shit canning his career. So I mean, you know, Matt's had his problems as well, and yeah, he's gotten past them. But I mean, that doesn't change the fact that it was something that happened. You don't want to turn your nose up on people when you were once in their situation. I just think that it's a weird way to handle things. Where uh, if she yeah. really wants to make a difference, either, first of all, just stay out of it and let it do. But if you really want to make a difference, if you really feel strongly about this, you know, reach out to the guy, you know, if you have experience with it. But don't, like, have the same problem as somebody else. Solve yours. Still see them dealing with it and be like, that motherfucker needs to be punished. Like, that was you at one point. Or that was someone close to you at one point. Like, how are you going to do that? You know, so I, I just think- find it weird where, like, sometimes I just think that uh, she should not say anything a lot. Well, exactly. Okay. Well, sometimes can... she comes off. Sometimes she puts herself in a really fucked up situation just having to say something about anything. Well, honestly, I can going back to what you said, Rick. It's like, well, why are you saying that? You were once in that position. I can see why they'd say it because they don't want to see someone else fuck up like they did. I can, I can honestly see that. And also, I also do see what she's saying, and also. I'm a proponent of second chances because I've had so many fuck ups in my life, uh, be they uh, out of my hands or circumstances because of my own. So I, I've always been a proponent of uh, giving people the, uh, a second chance, trying to imagine do their if, best again. Imagine if someone punished uh, Matt the way she's saying that people should be held accountable. Now there were times that he got away with things, and you know, and he de- definitely yeah. made a comeback. But it's like. Imagine if it was her own people being punished like that. Like, she has to think about that. Like, yeah, you don't have to worry about that now, but she wouldn't be saying that shit if it was still them, you know? And, and, and you know, Stacey said maybe she feels the same way about Jeff. I suspect so. 
Because yeah. I remember when the thing happened with Jeff. I don't remember exactly what she tweeted, but I remember reading something that sort of implied that she did feel that way, that she wasn't okay with it. You know, and uh, sure, that's that's cool and everything, but at the same time, I'm just saying, don't don't get out your fucking torches and your pitchforks and everything yet. Like, holy crap, man! Like, why why even say anything? You know, it just sounds like a trollish fan statement when they do things like that. And um, mm. her tweets sound a little bit too emotionally charged, you know, and that's just the wrong way to ever tweet about anything. It's never people stop taking it seriously after a while if you do that like you know you want to be a little bit objective maybe if you feel and have an emotional response don't tweet right away or something but i just think especially when it has nothing to do with you even if you have a strong opinion one way or the other like that's just a dangerous road that she takes only because when i look back historically i can't think of anyone maybe i'm wrong you correct me email us or whatever i can't think of anyone who's ever done that had a tweet with an emotional response where later on it was like lucky he had that emotional response in that tweet or lucky she had that emotional. look at how much better things are how many people haven't alienated her you know i've never seen it be like look at how successful that tweet turned out when it's emotionally driven so i just think that even if she feels that way uh that's not the way to go about it you know Especially when it's someone who your your uh your family members are probably gonna have to see in locker rooms or work with or whatever. That's without yeah. knowing anything internally about the situation. I'm just saying I wouldn't throw somebody under the bus that's a like a colleague or a coworker, which is more or less uh what that is. Privately, sure. Amongst your peers, absolutely. Even to the person's face. But in a fucking tweet to somebody that you actually know. I, I don't I'll, I'll never understand that like if I have an issue with someone's something that someone does or anything about that person I'm gonna directly speak with the person about it I'm not gonna tweet at the person knowing that they exist as if they're not gonna read it like I just always found that to be a crazy social way of interacting and yeah you're right she doesn't give a shit you know like imagine if a you know, I don't know. I can't even think of a scenario because I can't put myself in such a stupid freaking scenario. But I just couldn't tweet about somebody who I'm interacting with. It's just strange. Exactly. Like, like worry about your brother-in-law who's dealing with this shit, not somebody else's fucking family. Yeah, but she had a bone to pick, or she just like picking a fight, or or I don't know. That that lately that seems to be what it is. It seems like Reggie Re- Re- just starts to like picking fights with people, like. Like mind your business for a little while. It's not always something you have to jump in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tell me about it. So, uh, Vince McMahon had a financial call. There were people, other people from WWE also on this financial call. There's their quarterly, their second quarter financial earnings call. This was this past Thursday. And, uh, basically, a few days before that, Vince and a lot of the other executives got rid of a lot of their stock. When it was about $70. You know, so uh, I guess they did this because uh, the stock was higher than it was last year. And uh, apparently, I guess after um, there was some sort of a price plunge or what anything, but their, their stock could basically, here's what it comes down to. So 
depending on how the investor call goes, can immediately determine whether or not the stock goes up or down. Because these investor calls involve you going on the phone and saying, look, guys, this is what we're doing and this is what our plans are for the future. If your investors from last year or last quarter buy that shit, then they're going to invest more stock into you. If they think we think this guy's full of shit, he made a lot of promises and we haven't seen enough results, your stocks drop. So it's interesting that before the investor call, they decided to, dro- to, to, to uh, drop all that stock because maybe there was a concern that their investors wasn't going to buy it you know what i mean like they weren't going to buy their story and the stock prices would lower so they they basically liquidated it before it was worthless for anyone that doesn't understand the way stocks work you got to sort of think of it as if you bought a game and you were worried that in a couple of months the sequel was going to come out so before that happens you sell the one that you have so that so that the fucking trading price doesn't doesn't plummet that's sort of what WWE did with their own shit. Like Vince and a lot of the executives saw that the trading price might drop and they decided to get turn it into cash now. So, again, that's strategy, though. But I'm just saying it also could be an indication that they don't have any confidence on how this call was going to go. You know, um. So, basically... I don't want to read the stock numbers here. That's boring shit. I'll just say, because you're not going to know a lot of these guys, we're going to just start with the ones you'll definitely know, which Vince McMahon, uh, he sold 2,627 shares at $70 a share. Everyone had to sold at $70.23 a share. That's the reason for selling it, because it's at that price right now. Triple H sold 17,563 shares for $70 a share. That's a lot. Stephanie, Stephanie also sold 17,000, but this is 681 shares for the same price. George Barrios, 139,000. Kevin Dunn, 68,000. Uh, Mark Wall, 3,800. Michelle Wilson, 65,000. So you get the general idea of the executives that were dropping their stock. So what happened at this second quarter earnings call was that uh, Vince McMahon was quoted as saying, driving the quarter, we made progress on key strategic initiatives. We completed content distribution agreements in key internal markets prepared for the next phase of our wwe network service and archive steady improvements in engagement metrics and achieved steady improvements in engagement metrics as indicated previously we remain excited about the future particularly with our debut on fox in october so that was the that was the buttering that they did there which uh you know i guess it's just a way of them saying that the ship is steady right now you know, I don't know if you guys felt that, uh, if you guys agree with it, but I mean, I guess from a from a business standpoint, they did in fact achieve all of those things. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's not a complete disaster, and well, I, honestly, I was very entertained to hear this because I'm honestly been looking into doing uh, trading myself. I've been looking into actually making some investments. Uh, also, research for something else. So it's like. Oh, one one here. And yeah, it's nice to hear that as much as everyone would like to say, everything's not on fire. I mean, yeah, there are a few fires, but you know, everything's going smoothish right now, so Yay. Also not to say that as someone who might eventually buy WWE stock. Maybe. AEW stock if you're smart. Ugh. You have to become publicly traded by yourself some AEW stock. There you go. <laughs> hey, 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 if they ever decide to do that, I will immediately buy AEW stock. 
I'm buying AEW stock right now. Fuck you, being no. <laughs> Look, put all my money into Jungle Boy. You can't quite do it. Just do it. No, no, you play a smart motherfucker. You play, you put your money in the Pentagon Junior. It will quadruple six times over and three to the left. All right. <laughs> yes, I don't know what the fuck I said, but that's how good it's gonna be. Hey, how much money did I make this week? Zero merdo. Okay, but how much actual money? Oh, you made a good sum. Awesome. So, uh, also in this investor's call, uh, Vince McMahon spoke a little bit about the AEW situation. (gasps) Uh, He dare spoke its name. He basically said, we haven't we just haven't come anywhere close actually to to going to another level there will be something we do in terms of directional content more controversy better storylines etc but at the time we're not going to go back to the quote unquote attitude era and we're not going to do blood and guts and things of that nature such as being done on perhaps a new competitor so he said we're not going to go back to that gory crap that we graduated from and uh he also said, I can't imagine TNT will put up with that. So that's his message in regards to AEW. Hmm. Hey, a couple of hardcore matches is gory blood and guts now. I mean, okay. I mean, one of them technically didn't happen. But, uh... I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it... That's just odd. I mean, well, according to to Dave Meltzer, this is what's happening. He's quoted as saying that at the stock conference, Vince was trying to categorize them as blood and guts because uh, basically the advertising community uh, that Vince was trying to bury them with, uh, that they're Mm -hmm. doing wrestling with, um, you're not supposed to advertise on. So some people are saying that uh, it's a dirty trick, but that it's Vince. He's basically trying to give them a bad name with advertisers. He says he's because he's in war with another company. That's what Vince is going to do. He's that he people in the advertising community that talk to him uh, said, what a dirty trick, but it's, it's a wrestling war. And yeah, in the real world, that's a pretty low trick, but it's a wrestling war and both sides are going to have to, figure out and you know he basically said that's how vince is going to react some people think that it was telling that he even brought it up in that in in that realm but it's kind of asked about too so vince basically is is bringing them up in a negative light with investors in order to be able to derail them being able to accumulate investors honestly nothing is above or below vince mcmahon at this point vince is gonna do vince and uh that's not at all surprising. Not in the slightest, man. But yeah, yeah. like I said, this is the kind of resistance we were talking about weeks ago in regards to stuff that was going to happen. You know. I mean, and honestly, uh, I know people wanted to ride the PG era, but honestly, I don't see any reason why WWE should uh, go back. I mean. I do like the idea of just, you know, teetering on the edge because we don't need a full return to the Attitude Era because, yeah, a good, like, I don't know, 80% of that shit ain't going to fly today. So, 
And also, maybe for the better, because we actually got good work rates in WWE right now, as compared to the Attitude Era. There are great matches in the Attitude Era, but uh, when you look back at it, it's not going to be, at, you know, exactly renowned for its, you know, ring work and all that. I mean, realistically, like, the Attitude Era was an era. So, no matter what happens, there's no point in going back to it because it, it won't work. Yeah, you can't re- return exactly. to error. And also, I agree with Jordan. Like, the if you go back and look, compared to what we have now, I've said before in here, man, like, the wrestling is not the problem. We've, we have a great, they have an incredible hybrid style. Yeah. I love the indies, and I love all of the fast-paced stuff and the crazy chain wrestling and transitions. I could always pop for that. But at the same time, I love the WWE found this perfect balance, in my opinion. I've always said when executed perfectly, they have the best style. They found this perfect balance between the indies and the methodical storytelling with the spots, with the key spots that they like. I know what they're going for. They don't want a fucking product that is hard for casuals to follow. They don't want a product that when you're looking at things, when you're looking at the way moves are sold, that isn't really telling a story. A lot of the time, stories get lost in translation when everything's going too fast and the audience isn't going to be able to follow it. You know, and when you're catering to a mainstream audience and kids, you don't really want that. You want them to be able to see definitive blows and be able to see certain spots and be able to identify certain things. But at the same time, you don't want to not have a wrestling match. And they found that they have that. We have these guys that are able to do these incredible matches. So, I mean, the wrestling was never the issue. When you compare that, it blows the Attitude Era out of the water. You're not even going to find oh, matches in the Attitude yeah. Era. Like the best Attitude Era match is probably not as good as the shit that we're seeing now, even on 205. Yeah, exactly. You it, you know you notice you never hear anybody talking about how great the wrestling was in the Attitude Era, just how great the moments were because yeah, that's all it that because that's all it was to it was the moments. Exactly. It's just like and also again just being being how long it was. Yeah, I again WWE doesn't need to go back to it. All right, uh, because look, there's good and bad in just about. Damn near everything. And you know what? Some of the best wrestling matches I've seen in a good while in my entire life have come via the PG era. You know, so... So, I'm sorry for those of you that are still holding out for hope that Attitude is back. Just give up. Maybe go join the people begging for the Snyder Cut in the delusional support group. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Just, wow, sure. I thought you were going to go Sting versus Undertaker. You went for that one. Well, damn. That, well, well damn too. But honestly, honestly, the Snyder Cut people also need a wake-up call. It's not happening, for fuck's sake. Just get over it. So Justice League sucks. So basically, we're having this war. We're having this war between yeah. AEW and WWE. Uh, as you guys know, they invited Jim Ross to the Raw reunion, and he shot it down. There was speculation about maybe he didn't want to be a part of it anymore. There was speculation about whether or not the guy uh, was allowed to. Uh, this is what he had to say. Before I start this, I'm just going to throw it out there so no one thinks I'm fucking with the drop here. I'm going to link you guys to the whole thing so you can hear for yourself. I highly recommend listening. Very interesting listen here. That being said, uh, it has uh, it has a thug life in the background. Don't ask me why Jim Ross did that, but that's his thug life music. <laughs> it's not fucking me messing with the drop at all. I thought I was losing it. I was like, wait a minute. But yeah. Just throwing that out there ahead of it. Anyway, here's your link. I'm wondering what message I would have sent to these younger guys. I thought JR's our guy. 
He's been preaching unity. He's been preaching teamwork. And he takes a, and he goes back to his to the uh, to the big evil empire, and for a one night stand for a payday. Because I had no idea. People said, "Well, you should. You really should have gone back because you and Jerry could have called a match." Jerry and I could have been calling matches a, a long time there that we haven't done. There was no guarantee. I, the, the created for Jr. on that Monday night was not ever established or discussed. So. Uh, and that was the that that was a reason, but not the reason. The reason was I didn't want to send a mixed message to these young kids. I'm trying to mentor and and get them in that locker room mentality, that feel thing. And and even though Tony was trying to uh, accommodate me, Tony Khan, I uh, I didn't want to take advantage of his generosity. It just didn't seem to be the right fit. I was angry about it. I really really appreciated Vince taking the time out of his schedule to contact me. Because uh, he didn't have to. He had a million minions that could have done it. And they would, a lot of them would have liked to. Because if I'd have said no, then they could run back gleefully to Vince and say, Well, he's not coming. He's not coming. And JR turned us down. You know, let's, let's pile on the sun, bitch. Let's make this, let's make a, let's get the dirt going. You know, whatever. So that's the reason. I didn't want to do, I thought it was sending a mixed message to the locker room that I am currently uh, uh, in. And I didn't want that to happen. Young guys have strange thoughts and so forth. So that was the deal. I, I, I was, I was, I'm glad they did it. It was cool, uh, you know. And I, uh, I, I appreciate Vince thinking of me, but it just didn't seem like the right thing to do in my current role. Even though my current boss said go, I just didn't think it was the right thing to do for that locker room, those young kids that are looking up to me to give them advice and guidance. So Jr., why did you go make an appearance on Monday Night Raw when you're our guy? It's a good question. All the payday for to feed my ego, because it's just for all of us to say in wrestling, oh, I just want to go back and see the boys. Bullshit. Ain't nobody wants to go back and see the boys. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. Come well, on. Well, and I mean, for- it's, it's a nice byproduct, but it's not the motivation. No, it's, it is a nice. You're right. I disregarded that, and I shouldn't have dismissed it it is a nice byproduct and there are guys there i certainly would have liked to have seen but to do a q a about how aew's doing and get guys to whisper in my ear hey brother don't forget about me something you know i'm going to be my contract's up in a year whatever i don't need to hear all that i'm not hiring people and so it's just i just felt like it was a great fit but i really appreciate the invite and i'd love to see jerry lawler and all the guys and i'd love to work the match or two with lawler but you know, that's not going to happen. They bring us back to Raw 25. I'm there, uh, all, uh, I'm there for over three hours sitting at a desk, and I did a four-minute match. Is that prioritizing and valuing Lawler, JR, and the King's work? I don't know that it is. So it's not like, a, oh, he's mad about that. He's still holding a grudge. I'm not holding a grudge. The precedent says we're just, we're just going to be doing a, a, a drive-through and a, and a polite wave. We're on the back float of the parade with our, with our little Queen Elizabeth hand, uh, hand wave. That's it. So I, I want to be loyal to my brand, my team, and these kids that are, are looking up to me for guidance and advice and support and positive motivation. I didn't think going to Raw was a positive motivator for these uh, 20-somethings uh, in our locker room. We're still wide-eyed, bushy-tailed trying to figure out what the hell's what have I got myself into. So. I can't believe he switched to Biggie. What is fucking if, happening, right? <laughs> yeah, I swear to God, during the first part of it, all I heard was da da da. It's the R O double S chip roll. 
Motherfucker! Oh my god. Yeah, it's that. Oh shit, it's the motherfucker R O S Jim Ross. Hey, barbecue every day. Beef jerky every day. Oh god. That's so strange. God damn it. Someone out there, make it happen. I'm. I'm on the air right now, and also, I'm very... I am that lazy enough where I'm not opening my Premiere Pro right now. The bad, uh, the bad part is, when you when it switched to the biggie, I thought that was right. Because <laughs> uh, I was like, that's what he did. He mentioned the, the, he mentioned, he mentioned the thug fight, but he didn't <laughs> mention the biggie. I was still waiting for, like, to see the oh, meme of, like, just everything go black and white, sunglasses drop. Uh, but also... Yeah, he's kind of got a point. I mean, yeah, yeah he, he's he's got uh, a new crop of talent who who would have more or less grew up on him, and that are honestly looking to him for some uh, sage advice, you know, mentorship and uh, all that. And hey, uh, if you're looking for someone to help you along the wrestling business, you know, you just just need a word or two. <laughs> you can't go wrong with Jim Ross. So I can understand why uh, he why he turned it down, and also like yeah, the shit show that was uh, Raw twenty five, just God. But yeah, I I can't say I don't blame him. Yeah, and he said he he hit the nail on the head very politely. He's saying you know what was the plan for creative for me? What were yeah. they gonna do creative wise? You know they weren't gonna do shit. That's the reality of the situation. You know, yeah. like they, they, they didn't do anything. They they didn't utilize any of the talent that they had there. You saw it yourself. Yeah. And, and he was very diplomatic about it. Just being like, oh, I just don't see the point. And he also they, they threw some gonna... shade there when he said that Lawler and I could have been calling matches all this time. You know, like, oh, yeah. well, you guys didn't want to call a match? No, now they want us to. That's what he's basically saying. Like, we could have been doing that this whole time. Why are we going to do it now? Now that we're somewhere else, it's too late. You waited like, too long. All, you took them all for they granted. Were gonna, all they were going to do was the same thing they always do. Just get the pop and then say no more. Because I mean, that's that, all these re- that's all these reunion shows ever are. It's let's get the old guy pop. You know what I'm realizing though, and that's the saddest thing about that raw reunion. Aside from the fact that there were no female matches, and I hear that they had heat af- with that after there being the women's evolution and all that other shit, but um, it's just the way that that the whole thing. I kind of thought that WWE was aware that there needed to be changes, right? And uh, that they just at the time weren't weren't uh, able to do it yet, but they were working at it. So when I saw the Raw reunion and how bad it was, because it was really bad, I was thinking to myself, this isn't going to be one of those... I was thinking to myself, this isn't going to be one of those bad things where... Uh, I mean, one of those good things, rather, where... Later on in the week, they're going to show little montages of all of these great reunion moments like they did like Raw 25 or any of those great shows, Raw 1000, where like they had so much to show that on SmackDown and even the week later, they were going back to show you all the cool, crazy moments that happened. I was thinking they're not going to do that because they realize this is shit, but they did it. They fucking did it. They went back and showed it boastfully, bragging, you know? Where yeah. they just showed all these hey, flashbacks, look, like, look at look how wonderful this reunion was. You know what I mean? So that shows me that, no, this problem is more serious than you realize because that's an indication that they're oblivious to how fucking boring their stuff is. 
that they were showing it off like if it was this great fucking event it was dry as fuck the cameos exactly. were terrible nothing were, but they're showing it off like if it's fantastic yeah, yeah. and also go ahead I was gonna say that's why I say like this whole thing with them like trying to block like other companies and shit. It's just not gonna work. You block somebody with dog shit, I'm gonna run through it to get to where I was really looking to see. Yes, and also much like a family reunion, yeah, some people are gonna try and make a bigger deal out of it than it, than it really was. Thinking like, hey, it was fun, right? We had the nice potato salad. Uh, you know, uh, Uncle, Mo- you know. Uh, Uncle Jim spilled punch all over it. No, it was a fucking mess. All right, the whole deal. I, I don't understand why I was there. I barely see these assholes as en- enough as it is. So I'm not going again. Don't, not doing it. Nope. I don't know what's going on, man. I don't either. I don't what, know. What, what's going on is they believe their own hype and they still this think. Is- they're the very top, and so, nothing's wrong. There, there so was so the, much, so, even so the with what they did. Its own tail. Yeah, just people being in the background and stuff. Like, don't advertise it like that. I don't know what a better way of time management is. Maybe you don't have as many people on. Maybe you don't hype it the way you did. I don't know the solution. I'm just saying that what they went for didn't work. You know? I think it's real simple. The old man pop show is long gone and long irrelevant. Like, no, you have your network for a reason. If I want to see Kevin Nash, I'll go watch Kevin Nash on the fucking network. I don't need to see him in 2019 beating up young guys. Yeah. That's why I said last week, my the Bray Wyatt segment was my favorite one. Because that was the only thing where I was like, hey, young guy got to do something. Actually, It was the, yeah, it was one of the, and also it kind of perked you up being like, oh, shit, something's happening. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah, and then after it, uh, yeah, nothing else happened. Again, everything uh, before and after was just same old shit. Yeah, exactly. It just God damn. falls apart. I, 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 I hope we go another long ways uh, until another Raw reunion, or just never do it again. That's even better. Well, what we found out now is AEW has officially confirmed their start date. That is right. AEW has a fucking start date now, guys. The AEW. countdown commences. It's real. It's really real, you guys. For, for, for realsies. Yeah, so they're going to be, what is it, October 2nd? Yes, Wednesday, October 2nd, live from our nation's capital of Washington, D.C. Yeah, so that's it. That week is going to be a crazy week. And the main reason being the fact that uh, everything's changing. That's that's SmackDown's first week on Fox. So when you look at it, October 1st, you're going to get your, or I think it's September 30th for October 1st, you're going to get your Raw and your SmackDown. And then that same, I mean, why, at the end of the week, rather. And then that same week, you're going to get your first AEW. So the first week of October is literally the week where everything in the wrestling world all is going to change at the same time. The entire schedule, everything that you know about how that works and functions is literally all going to fall apart at once. Because SmackDown's jumping off of Tuesdays at the same time AEW's jumping onto Wednesdays. Yep, around, so, around 10 weeks left. 
So Tuesdays, assuming 205 Live doesn't get stuck there, Tuesday stays barren. Which is kind of crazy when you think about it. Yeah, and knowing them, they'll leave 205 Live there just because they consider that still barren. Mm-hmm. So, just something to keep in mind that you're gonna have yeah. a you're gonna have a completely different wrestling schedule. And we kind of knew we had an idea for this up to this point of exactly where we were gonna be. You know what I mean? Like we had an idea of where they were gonna be placed. We didn't know it was gonna be the first month of October, but uh, yeah, it's right there. So they're going to be competing with SmackDown, I mean with uh, NXT, just like you guys were all worried about. SmackDown's going to be sort of left to its own device. It's going to be competing against the fact that it's Friday, I think, is SmackDown's worst enemy. Like, no one's really on a Friday night generally ready to watch two hours of wrestling. It's just something about Friday. Exactly. Friday's killed Firefly. You know what I mean? You got to be careful about Fridays. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and, uh, well, AEW's about to become a... Uh... That's good. that's gonna be a regular thing on my DVR now since uh, I'm mostly out of the house on Wednesdays right now. So, and I'm not seeing that changing for a while. So, when I get back, you know, Wednesday night, I'm but, like, but just okay, I got mind. I got AEW waiting on my DVR for but, me. But just keep in mind, if you're usually around on Tuesdays and not around on Wednesdays, you maybe you could just swap your Wednesdays and Tuesdays. You, you have nothing on Tuesdays anymore. Tuesdays are not blank. Yeah. So, just something to keep in mind for anyone out there that's thinking about how your schedule goes. Assuming 205 Live, because I don't think they would leave that shit out there at 10 p.m. on Tuesdays with no SmackDown before it. They they, they don't give a fuck enough about it to change it. But what are they going to do? Send these guys just for a 205 Live, you know? I don't I, I fucking believe it. No, I think that show by <laughs> they, default I mean, is going to move. I think Friday nights are going to become SmackDown into 205 Live. Uh, Wednesday nights, you're going to have to choose between AEW Live and uh, NXT and NXT UK. Like at this point, yeah. I believe it mainly just because we just talked last week about how they just leave fucking goal position after they're running. They pretty much leave the lights on. Like They made it where you're going to have wrestling live every other day because Monday you'll have Raw, Tuesday you'll have nothing, Wednesday you'll have SmackDown, Thursday you'll have nothing, Friday. I mean, um, Wednesday you'll have AEW and NXT, um, Thursday you'll have nothing, and then Friday you'll have SmackDown. And Saturday you'll have nothing, and then Sunday you might have a pay-per-view from one of the brands, depending on which brand's having which pay-per-view. So every other day, they're going to make sure you watch wrestling without watching all the shit they're going to charge you fourteen ninety nine for. Yeah. Now you go to fourteen ninety nine. I see fucking Goldberg. You can fuck right off. Enjoy that schedule. <laughs> so just remember, October, literally October 1st, starts like the craziest wrestling schedule that you've probably ever seen of content. Ten weeks away. God have mercy on all of your souls. As a matter of fact, you should enjoy every single day from this moment that's not October 1st and October 2nd and all those other days. Because, like I said, it's going to be crazy. Maybe you will enjoy it. Maybe you're, you're, you're a masochist. But anyway, here's the, the trailer because AEW TNT has a trailer now that you guys are going to get to see. This will be getting closer. Hi, this is the American Nightmare Cody. And I'm Brandi Rhodes. And we are two of the minds behind All Elite Wrestling, a brand new wrestling league featuring some of the best talent across the world. And we are coming live every week to TNT. And we are so excited right now to give you the first look at our official trailer. We've been working so hard. We want you to enjoy it with us every week starting Wednesday, October 2nd on TNT. But look right now. We want to set a new standard for all of pro wrestling. We have the best performers in the world. We're doing something very different. 
This is not a reckoning. This is a revolution. Starting October 2nd on TNT. Cool I got fucking chills. That is a good ad, huh? Oh, yeah, that was fantastic. If you're out there and you're still calling it what you're calling it, you got 10 weeks to fix, fix whatever's wrong in your life is, is it really that's making you that dumb. Is it really it's around weeks. weeks. It's, it's about ten weeks. Holy shit! Yeah, the revolution is fucking here. Step I... up. You, you got two choices: you step up or you step the fuck out of the way because there's nothing stopping it anymore. Yeah, once they set the date, I always had to remind myself. Oh shit! Yeah, it's oh shit! Yeah, that's the day after my younger brother's birthday. It's closer than it seems. <laughs> ten weeks will fly by really quick. No, no, they will. They they definitely will. I'm definitely excited. This is going to be amazing. I am very much looking forward to what AEW is going to have to offer uh, for weekly television. This is going to be incredible. And yeah, as Mo- as Moxley said himself, yeah, this is a paradigm shift. Like this is it's we've seen from the show all the shows they've done. This is like this is Gadara going to be a force. Like there's no denying it anymore. Like it's impossible to come up with a reason that they're not going to be a force when when this thing shows up. Yeah, no, I agree with you right there. I uh, wow, it's something else. They got they really got this shit together really fast, and uh, yeah, it, it, every time. And what, what I like so much about the way they've gone about it, 
we've come out on here and heard about decisions they were going to make and wonder like, oh, what could happen? What could go wrong? These guys, every step of the way, have had their bases covered. Like, they have yet to make a big decision and not plan through because they've planned for what happens if a certain thing doesn't work. Yeah. And now they have some of the best wrestlers and some of the most over wrestlers on the planet. Yeah, well, these guys know what competition is. So hopefully they're ready to deal with it. You bring in the fight. Yeah, exactly. Because that's what you're going to have to worry about. Uh, You know, like I said, it's on Wednesday, so it's going to be interesting to see how it turns out here. Yeah, no, it'll it'll be pretty fun. It's funny how poetically it all worked out where we wind up with these companies all changing and shifting all of their uh, their products and scheduling right in the beginning of October. You know. Ah, fall sweeps. A beautiful time. Mm-hmm. Very interesting time. So, uh, like I said... We're going to see if uh, WWE tries to counter with some more stuff on Fox Sports, which we're also hearing stuff about. You know, it's definitely possible that uh, they pull NXT as part of this war into something with Fox. For now, they have some sort of a basketball thing. They're scheduled live. So we don't know if they'd have to, like, change a few things around or how exactly that will work. You know, but here's hoping. So, uh... It's going to be at 8 p.m., so 8 to 10, no different than SmackDown. Yeah, 8 p.m. Eastern, which will be 7 p.m. on my end. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they're going to be doing 51 shows a year. The only time they're not going to do a show is Christmas. What? What? Being logical and actually allowing their employees to go home and spend time with their families around the holidays that's insane they're gonna have about 100 to 120 live events a year that's gonna be four pay-per-views 51 television shows uh saturday night will most likely be the one night that they're doing house shows but maybe they'll run two a week sometimes occasionally but more or less it's gonna be a weekly show that has their wednesday live show and their saturday house show amounting to 120 live events they're not going to have every superstar or star we can't call them superstar that's exclusive every star on every show um they're going to be spreading out talent so the top talent does about 75 or so matches um you know while, while they sort of distribute evenly a little bit more you know so uh you know they're, they're planning on not running anyone dry you know like i i really like that because then Everybody gets to see your whole roster. The top guys aren't getting burnt out. The lower guys get time to get themselves up to the level of top guys. So when the top guys aren't there anymore, they can fill the spot. That's how you do it. You don't give me the same 10 people eight times a week. You don't do it. Just It's, it's not a hard concept. It's, it's kind of good that they're doing that. And... It kind of comes off as if, like, with the one weekly show and then the one house show, it's giving them not only time to do, obviously, things in this company, but if they have other stuff going on, family stuff, it gives them time to work that into the schedule as well. If you build strong enough characters and if you write well enough, your stories won't depend on any one character. 
I don't want to segue too far away from wrestling, but just to, um, to give you a small example, uh, one of the difficulties that the HBO writers had, even though they did fuck up at the end, one of the difficulties they had along the road of doing Game of Thrones was the fact that in the middle of the book series, they have literally, Martin made one book that was about one half of the characters and another book that was about the other ca- half of the characters. So for an entire book, and these are gigantic books, you would only be reading about characters that are on certain continents. Like, for example, maybe one book was Jon Snow and the guys on the wall or whatever like that. And the other one was happening at King's Landing with the Lannisters and shit. Literally, an entire fucking book where half of the other continents are discarded. But if you read both of them and look at them as two halves of a whole, the story comes together. So one of the difficulties, I, I didn't read this anyway, this is just my assumptions, by the way, so don't quote me. But one of the difficulties is... uh in my opinion, for them making that show, was that you can't do that with actors. You can't tell all these actors, hey, take a year off because this half's only about these guys. So they had to find ways to strategically incorporate two halves of two separate books into one coherent show, which they they did with the best they could with. That being said, it, it was a testament to writing, the fact that you have a world so rich that you're able to put half your cast aside in the books and still have an interesting story to tell and i think that's something that should be a testament to all good writing it, it works that way with the marvel cinematic universe there are so many characters and so many compelling stories that you don't need everyone on screen at the same time in order for this to be good you you can have literally discard some of your top alpha male characters and still tell a fantastic story it's almost more it's almost like there is no main character everyone in their own right depending on the circumstances is a main character that's how the cinematic universe handles that's how comics handle it that's how game of thrones handles it and you know what usually those are the series that thrive and have longevity versus a series like he-man where he-man's the man and that's pretty much the way it works that's why it's not he-man all the time that's why people (laughs) think of him as iconic but they don't give a fuck about he-man every week they give a fuck about him nostalgically where they go remember he-man yeah because he was he no longer is because when you depend on just a you know just a few characters you don't have longevity so i think that's the thing with AEW here looping it back around to wrestling is that you want a company that's doing exactly that you want a company that has that's self-sufficient with everybody involved you got all these great different talent you don't always need there to be a cody or a kenny omega there's so many storylines that are that are expanding that you can just do that and that's smart you know something wwe never does exactly i mean um jordan you can appreciate this being a fan of the show uh, the recent scene of attack on titan rolled up that's the one thing yeah. that they've actually been doing very well. You don't see Aaron every episode. You don't see Mikasa every episode. Yeah. But, but but each one of those storylines leaves enough of a footprint because there's literally a thousand things going on at once. It's enough to where you could not focus on one thing for a few episodes, but it's never forgotten about. It's still in there, but it's just not mainly focused on. They're branching out to different aspects of the story and showing everything in the whole picture so it all meets at one in the end. I absolutely agree with that as a fan of Attack on Titan. And yeah, because like you mentioned Mikasa, my absolute favorite character in that franchise. Don't need to see it all that constantly. And I think I got my own example uh, recently was uh, the new episodes of Veronica to Mars on, uh, on Hulu, where mainly uh, there were just three main characters throughout that were like, Free of the essential main characters from when the show was originally on, and you know from the movie continuation, uh, the other characters were thankfully brought in when they were needed and sprinkled out through uh, the eight episodes. 
uh, so that way uh, they could all connect how they needed to because they're, uh, that season went back to the focus of just one major case and everything coming up somehow being tied back into it. And thus, uh, you know, they bring in Wallace when they need to. They bring in Weevil when necessary. It, it, it works on that level, and it was a success for it. Yeah. So, like I said, this is what we're hoping for, some sort of continuity like that, where, uh, you know, you don't always need the same people there. And uh, we're also hearing that in regards to the building sizes, you know, that uh, the first show is going to be in um, Washington, D.C. Yeah, 20,000 uh, seat arena. But um, according to Meltzer, he said WWE only gets around 14,000 fans when they're at the Capitol Arena. You know, so uh, they're also going to be doing different size arenas between 6,000 and 11,000. Um, and they'll do occasionally unique locations. They said that uh, each event's going to be at 7.30 p.m., so they're going to have a dark match to warm up the crowd. Uh, so, you know, that's pretty much the procedure that they're going to be going with. That's As far as tickets go, um, again, this is uh, you're looking at a, a capacity here of 20,356, to be precise. Um Let's see if we get some ticket prices here. This says it sounds like ticket ranges are going to be between anywhere between 35, 50, 75, 90, 250 dollars, even 20 dollar tickets. Um, you know, so I guess depending on how close you get, as always, not, nothing here is uh, too overcharged or too overpriced. You know, so um, I'm going to give you guys the ticket information in the chat room. Yeah. It should also go to our Twitter and it'll be on our Facebooks later on. But uh, yeah, everything sounds planned. You know what I mean? It sounds like there are no more questions. Before, there was a point where we were talking about it and it was like, well, how are the tickets going to cost? Where's the venue going to be? What channel are they going to be on? What time are they going to be on? What's that? It's like, look, listen, I think at this point, there's literally no more questions needed. You know the tickets, you know the seats, you can fucking plan your seat ahead of time. You know, it's like there's nothing else to, to question about this anymore. There's a trailer on the screen that says TNT on the bottom of it. There's you know, a date. You know, it's just kind of like time. You know, it it's happening. Like and um, I like the I like the idea of like you could see anywhere from a a place with six thousand to a place with twenty thousand because that's one thing I always liked back in the good old days when ROH was still a thing. Uh, every now and then you'd see them maybe at like the 2300 arena. But then every now and then you see them maybe at center stage in Atlanta. You see two completely different looking arenas. So it gives it a little bit of like flavor to it. Whereas if you didn't know where the place was, you'd think Raw and SmackDown was a rerun every week. Yeah. Even even NXT does it when they go when they come to center stage. That's where that stage with like the two different um stairs is. That's center stage in Atlanta. It's not too far from where I live. Yeah, so I mean, it, it looks like, I mean, we have all the pieces at this point. You know what I mean? I mean, like at the end of the day, everything's set to go. Uh, it was planned strategically and it was executed. Vince McMahon's acknowledged them several times. To me, that that in itself is a success. You know, whereas they hardly ever acknowledge WWE. Oh, they acknowledge them. Don't don't even go there, man. These the, these motherfuckers acknowledge WWE. Oh, I mean, I mean, not not to like the direct degree. They're like they like where fucking they're pretty they have got they have got they have guys on their mic like sneaking in WWE and just fucking. 
Dude, they're pretty. They're pretty direct. When, in, in, in my opinion, I think that those guys are direct. It's funny, but uh, they're just better at it than WWE. It's not that they're not direct. It, I, I think what it is, it does, it comes off a lot smoother with AEW, whereas mm-hmm. WWE, it just comes off like they're shitting bricks. Yeah, to, let's be honest. When was the last time there was any sort of subtlety in a storyline WWE was doing? Can we say? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, even the best storylines that they've done in recent memory, like... Uh, That's why it's funny thing, when you hear them say they want to be a more sophisticated product. Like, are you are you serious? Yeah, it's <laughs> like, like even in what the best... Like I said, even in the best storylines they've had in recent years, like uh, back in 2016 at the start of the brand split with that the whole thing between Miz and Dolph Ziggler, it's like, okay, I think, you know, all this stuff is great, but yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, kind of, but yeah, no, no, no room for subtlety here, honestly. And, and to answer your question, Mark, probably they could go almost anywhere with the, with the fact that you're going to have different, different sizes of arenas. They could go with Infinite Energy, Center Stage, they could go to Mercedes-Benz, they could go to Philly Arena, anywhere. Yeah, AEW can, uh, hell, they can go to a backyard if they wanted to, and they'd sell out. Which, thinking about that, I like that, because then you have to really keep more of a thorough eye on if you know they're coming to to your town, where they're going to be. Exactly. You You can't just just be, you you can't just know exactly where you're going to be going. Yeah, you just can't hop right the hell on Ticketmaster and assume, okay, well, I've been there before. I know the parking situation. It'll be okay. Now, there's going to be options. So here's the thing. Just going back a little bit to what you were saying about how they they don't really jab at at WWE too often. I want you guys to see the beginning of the latest being the elite, just to give an example of the jabbing that happens with this company. (laughs) Look, I, 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 there's, there's a couple things I need to get off my chest. Uh, I'm just going to come out and say it. I, I didn't see in these glasses, okay? This, this gimmick is, is clearly not working. I, I walk out, I yell books, and I shush people, and I shush people far too much. And, and then I'm shushing this, and I'm shushing and you shush, and you shush, and you shush. And you want to like the girl and don't like the girl. Like, I don't know. I don't know. And I have my library card from when I was a kid. How stupid. This is dumb. Like, I, I'm, so, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. A little frustrated. Frustrated? This gimmick is gold. I mean, this is right up there with the plumber, the garbage man, the dead guy that doesn't sell and his burnt up brother. This is great. What do you want, numb nuts? You want to be a hat throb? Because let me tell you something, pal. It ain't happening. Just do what we write. So, so what? You just want me to... Keep doing circles, backward circles on a unicycle. What, like, just... So I'm an idiot. No. You'd have to work a lot harder to be an idiot. Yeah. Now, yeah, Arthur, can... Arthur, hold on, hold Question on. Question my on, ideas, you piece of shit. Peter, Peter, we appreciate you coming in here and, and voicing your concerns with the librarian gimmick. We do respect you. This is uh, gold! Hold on, wait, now. 
We do respect you as an artist and as a professional wrestler, and yeah, we appreciate yeah. your input. However, I must inform you that we've had a team of writers spending hours upon hours crafting the story of the librarian. And honestly, this is really good shit. Uh -huh. so this is okay, I'll stay on your show. <laughs> I'm, I'm your guy. Damn right. Thanks for your time. Oh, yeah, man. You made the check. Yo, if you guys aren't watching yeah. the Thank NBA League, make it part of your, your yeah. weekly thing. Fix your shit if you want to watch I was watching. I watched it uh, this I afternoon over. That's late alone. Who is that? What the sorry. hell was that? My, you, my allergies you mark, Only marks me. That's disgusting. Oh, wait a minute. You sick son of a bitch. It's just allergies. Yeah, daddy. Calm down. Oh man, those guys are hilarious. Okay, I'll stay corrected. When they jab, maybe it's just so funny. I don't know what's happening. And that song will get stuck in your head. Be careful. Yes, it will. Very much so. There are times where I'm uh, going on a walk, uh, do a little reading, hell, maybe doing a. Uh, my morning workout, and I'm listening to something completely else, and I'll hear the D. It's like fuck. Again? I found myself closing at work to the rhythm of the fucking song, and my boss looks at me like, "What the fuck is wrong?" I'm like, "Don't worry about well, it." Well, it's not. It's not just that. I'll also uh, hear Warriors cry right, it, like just random times myself. It's like, why am I thinking about this again? See, what Shit. I like about that, the way they do it, though. You can see a sense of creativity when they're taking the shot, where WWE, they just mention the name, or just shitting on them. Uh, yeah. It, 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 it was like the oh, Hall of Fame thing, where like they mentioned the Too Sweet thing, like they weren't doing that shit long before fucking, like, no. Yeah, and also, a majority of WWE filming, and that guy's going to be a cinephile and a film nerd coming out to me. Sometimes they're, they're framing. It's just enough of, hey, you stand right there, you stand right there, and you just stay right there until the camera pans over for a good reveal or until I say you need to step in the frame. It's like, oh my god, you're fucking so basic, bitch. Just killing me, really. And, you know, basic is fine. Sometimes you need that type of shot. But if that's your go-to over and over and over again, I'm just like, god damn it! Who taught you to film? Get creative, asshole! I heard your voice crack in the middle of that. I heard it. Uh, <laughs> oh, Stacey said you remind her of the two old men from Sesame Street. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I don't care. Fuck! Something basic, bitch! Get some fucking God, enemy. if that could only be the episode title. <laughs> get, get some... God, go back to film school, asshole. But I'll yeah. go with you. But th but that was definitely a mockery of just the way that that entire writing room is portrayed, you know. Yeah. And it just really says a lot, you know. It's, yeah, it's like, yeah. yeah. Also, George, I know it's Kevin Dunn. Yeah, one one was Kevin Dunn, obviously. The other one was Vince McMahon. 
Which thankfully yeah. wait, we wait. hear we hear that, that that once Vince is no longer running the company, like Triple H and Stephanie don't have any interest in keeping Kevin Dunn around. That's a Vince McMahon guy. One hundred percent. Also, I will credit Kevin Dunn. He has made some interesting shots before, like uh, the WrestleMania Eight one, where going, you know, where Hogan comes out, going across the aisle, and uh, you get uh, the Marty Jannetty reveal in the mirror. Like, okay, that that those were good shots. But then again, uh, if I have a broken watch, it's going to accurately tell the time only twice in a day. So. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure if that was an accurate Kevin Dunn impression because he didn't go. Do you but remember yeah. that story? Remember that Jim Cornette story where they were at the writing room and he stood In up Canada. and he, and he, yeah, and he like, fucking went off and he talked about his Bucky teeth and Beaver everything. Fucking beaver motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe Yo like in the middle of the room With all those people to, <laughs> like, That's the and only I time re- I ever heard also, A Kevin Dunn story where I legit Felt fucking bad for him I was like wow And also I remember uh, the time Where fucking uh, Cornette and pa- Paul Bear you know Percy Pringle Were talking and Pr- Pringle was like Oh I hate you Kevin Dunn I hate you that feels so good to get off my chest. I hate you. You know, your life's up. <laughs> fucking Paul Bear with that voice goes the fuck in. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just love that fucking phrase, though. Oh, beaver motherfucker. <laughs> Bucky beaver motherfucker. Oh, my God. Yo, fucking Cornette. I feel like Cornette doesn't even try to coordinate you. He just shoots out of a shotgun like the buckshot hit yeah, on whatever level it does. No, that's how that's how he's always that's how oh goddamn that's how he's always been. It's like, fuck, Jim, I, you, I, didn't I hear, put, you didn't put much fun in that, did you? I hear the way Cornette insults people, and I was like, there's no way you playing that sentence out. Cause that I shit mean, was all over the place. Yeah, then again, he grew uh, like he grew up in like rural Kentucky, so I was like, yeah, I can believe that shit. Yeah, but uh. You won't always have to deal with the guy. That's the most I could give you as a. No, that's that's here. true. Although, again, stop being a basic bitch with your f- framing. Just. Ugh. Actually, um, Ted been the news regarding uh the first uh the first the first Ravers match on AEW on TNT. Cody announced um on Twitter that at noon tomorrow he will actually announce who his opponent's going to be because he will apparently be in action on the first show. Okay. Cool. Very good. And also, uh, there was a situation that came along that indicates what another match is going to be that's going to be happening at uh, All Out. So, I want you guys to see this. I don't want to spoil it. Take a quick look, and we'll link you guys in the chat if you're listening on demand. Hey. Darby. Darby. I'm, I'm sorry. This has to be tough for you after your draw against Cody to be handed your first AEW loss. Hey, we're talking about that, about how you look. Wow, that was amazing. <laughs> 
How come gravity felt like it just decided fuck everything right there? Like, fucking gravity. How does that work? That was incredible, right? I didn't expect him to fly that far. He's not the fuck out of here, though, man. Wait, go back. I gotta see it again. Like, that was unreal. Was it before this? Yeah, it was before this, right? Look at that fucking gravity, man. Watch this shit. Wow. So, <laughs> we the have Darby. The gods of extreme have answered my prayer. For anyone that's listening to just the audio, that was Darby Allen in a three-way fight with Joey Janela and Jimmy Havoc backstage, which they're going to be having uh, a match at All Out. So... And if you listen very closely, my murder boner just grew exponentially. Yeah. That is going to be unreal. Uh, yeah, they so much bloodshed, violence, ma- anarchy, massacre. Oh, I cannot wait. Yep, that's definitely a thing. It, it's going to be beautifully violent. Yeah, you see, they're definitely putting together good stuff. People, yeah, and people they're giving can. people stuff that they want. Because I've heard a lot of people saying, like, just the fact that you have Havoc, Darby Allen, Moxley, and Janela under the same roof. We're getting three of them in the same match. Oh yes, it's that. That's how you be successful. Give the people who are sitting in those seats what they want to see. And if again, they say they yeah. want to see something, make it happen for them. Yeah, and again, we've seen uh, some of the hardcore stuff they'll do in AEW. I've seen the hardcore shit Jimmy Havoc's done over in the UK. Like, my God, uh, people are not ready for, like, just how uh, sick and I, fucked Jimmy I, Havoc is. If they I've, haven't heard, seen- I've heard horror stories about Jimmy Havoc matches. Oh, let me tell you what I've seen of Jimmy Havoc. Oh, I've no, seen- I, I, I've heard the story, believe oh, me. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, so, look. Just you people. Some of the people over here aren't gonna be ready for what Jimmy Havoc's gonna have to offer when that when they say, "Oh, uh, there's no DQ. Use whatever you want." He is going to just kill, murder, death, kill. Well, that's what we need. We need unique and innovative characters like that. We need oh, these bastards to feel And Jimmy Havoc you know? is exactly that. Mm-hmm. Hell, all three of them are. But uh, I've seen, but I've seen Jimmy Havoc the most, and just, oh boy, I'm excited. Yeah, they're gonna have to keep a good, and that's what the the trick is to keep a good balance between you know mid card main eventers, almost make it indistinguishable, where like you just have like a lot of cool stuff going on. Because that's, I think, one of the main elements that the Attitude Era has that was better than anything. That it didn't matter mid-card or whatever. It was always an interesting story. You know? That's the energy I've gotten from all the events they've done. Like, every match felt like if you would have flipped the order of the card, it wouldn't have made a difference. 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, it's like, oh, I can't wait to see this match. Because all... Because, yeah, also all the cards are nicely built up. Like, I like the build that they've done so far. Like, before they've even been on TV with the uh, Road to X event. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, in other news, our old buddy John Moxley is uh, keeping extremely busy because uh, he's going to be in the main event at Josh Barnett's Bloodsport 2. Ooh. And this is uh at WrestleMania weekend. The man Ooh. has been it's like Oh no, I'm sorry. Like no, 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 I'm reading it wrong. It says he was actually at the Bloodsport of WrestleMania weekend, the first one. This one's gonna be September fourteenth. I was gonna say that's kind of far out. So September fourteenth yeah. is when yeah, this I was one's about going to, say. to be. Yeah. And uh, here's the, here's uh, the tra- I remember here's the uh, trailer the for it. Port. Oh, sorry, Jordan. Well, I'll get back to you when we get this. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's fine. This that's fine. trailer on the screen here for our Bloodsport 2. There we go. Forget what you heard. Forget what you read. If you're looking to the past to try to predict the future, you won't be ready. Because what happens next has never been done before. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, uh, what I was going to say was, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Bloodsport 2 was already booked for uh, around the same time as Mania Awakening, because outside of, uh, you know, obviously G1 and uh, everything WWE, you know, Mania itself and TakeOver, like one of the most hyped events was uh, Josh Barnett's Bloodsport, mainly for uh, his main event. Just straight up fight with Minoru Suzuki, which, God, damn, I f- that was so stiff. I kind of felt like I felt every hit. Uh, and yeah, because Barnett's got experience in both pro wrestling and uh, MMA, so this is I'll definitely check out Bloodsport too, just to see him throw down with Moxley. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, the guy definitely likes to keep busy. He's putting his name everywhere. I thought he was just going to be AEW, and it's like, he's AEW, he's New Japan, he's... Yeah. He's doing and, and I fu- Yeah, and I kind of thought, hey, if he wants to put his feet up for a bit, like, he's kind of earned it. And I think he's literally just, he's having so much fun being able to just not have to deal with a bunch of hokey bullshit 
and deal or with Iorios and a script that he's just like, you know what? Let's just go fucking everywhere. And it's cool that like AEW and New Japan are letting him do that. Just yeah, let I, him let let him have fun. And when he gets to a point where he's like, all right, I want to be just here, then he can go there. But don't just keep him contained because he's been contained for so long. Yeah, and uh, speaking of Moxley, I've I finally was able to catch up a bit, a lot honestly, on the G one, and I finally saw that match between him and uh, Tamahiro Ishii. Uh, question: Were they was their plan when they were f- working out their match, thinking, "Ah, uh, let's go out and try to legitimately murder each other," because I kind of felt like that was the point of the match, which you was awesome, that, by the way. You say it like that's not the plan in every Ishii match. I'm gonna hit you till you stop fucking moving. Like, yeah, I will crush. All right, what's the pl- hey Ishii? What's the plan for the match? I crush your fucking skull in. Okay, cool. See you out there. Oh god. And speaking of, this is a Moxley video from after a recent G1 match. <laughs> Look, I know I'm new to New Japan Pro Wrestling, but please, can we get some air conditioning in some of these buildings? Right, Shooter? Jesus, it's like a sign out there. I'm cooking. I'm cooking in this tournament, too. Who doesn't think I'm going to win the G1? What about you? Who do you think is going to win the G1? Let me interview you. Who do you think is going to win the G1, sir? John Moxley? No, get out of here. What about you? Come on, pick that up. Who do you think's gonna win the G1? Huh? John Moxley? No, get out. Good, good. He was good. You believe it yet? You believe it yet? You having fun eating your words yet? People all over the world, do you like the taste of that, huh? How's it taste? You think it's a joke? You think I'm not serious? Believe it. I know it's hard for somebody to believe, but John Moxley is gonna win the G1. I don't stand back. I don't let anybody take first place. I take first place from here on out. Belongs to me. Okay. Let's be real. Let's be real here. Shingo Takagi is not a junior heavyweight. Shingo Takagi is far from a junior heavyweight. The man is a freaking tank. Nearly took my head off. I want to see the results of his weigh-in. I'm glad he's in the heavyweight division where he belongs. It's a freaking tank. It's like a rhinoceros. You know, if he's a cruiserweight, I'm one of the Doobie Brothers. Just wanted to make that note. 220, what, come on. <laughs> he's got to be a 240. Oh man, Moxley boy. That dude, he, cause I think he's unbeaten in G1, like, he could win this shit. Yeah, he is so far undefeated, got a perfect record, and often having the best match of whatever card he's at right now. And also, as for Dewey Brothers, kids, go ask your parents or fucking Google that shit. Uh, that was a great interview, and I, I, I love that. It's like, hey, you think John Mox is going to not get the fuck out of my face? I don't care. Hey, you, you think <laughs> say, fuck off. Just little stuff like that. They're just letting them have fun. 
Let them be funny. Like, and not like kooky WWE funny. Just genuinely like John Moxley funny. Yeah, yeah. and Moxley is really improving. Like he's impressing so much right now. Like we've always known he's been good. But yeah, it seems like yeah, something ha- honestly has been reborn inside of him, especially in New Japan. And Rollins, on the other hand, has become a gigantic spokesperson for WWE. He's become what we like to call in the business a company guy. He's a really big company guy right now. That being said, he was on the recent SummerSlam conference call. And he was asked about Moxley's decision to go to AEW. And he's quoted as saying, I was surprised by it. I knew Ambrose needed time away from WWE. Now he's competition and trying to take dinner off my table. And good on him. We're going we're, we're gonna to knock them dead just like we do everyone else. So, Rollins still sounds like he's taking the whole shit very personally, which you almost can't blame the guy. But uh, it just goes to show... He is a company fucking guy, guys. Like like Seth Rollins. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, he recently uh he explained the reasons why he uh he defended WWE recently. Let me see if I can find the quote here. Uh he was speaking to TV Insider and he's quoted as saying, I've always been proud to work for the company. I just think it got to where it became cool to criticize WWE because we're so big and popular. It just sucks that this is the society we live in now where it's much easier to point out all of the things you think are bad as opposed to pointing out all of the awesome stuff that is going on in the world it just felt to me nobody was standing up for wwe when we have a lot to be proud of if taking on a leadership role is what you want to call it it's certainly something where i step forward and put my foot down the fact that i have people from different departments shoot me texts to let me know that they have my back because they felt i had their back that was cool and validating i felt really good and i represent rep- i was representing many people who felt the way that i felt and it's cool that he uh decided to explain his reasoning for defending WWE but honestly in my opinion I'm like look dude I don't agree with everything they do I give them props we just talked about the great matches and everything I don't think he of all people needs to explain to anybody why the fuck he's defending WWE I mean yeah this is the guy who's been the top guy for like years in the company whether heel or babyface he just was in the Royal Reunion hanging out with everybody from DX Triple H gifted him the pedigree at one point in life he's fucking the WWE Women's Champion who's the most over person in the the company right now you know what I mean it's kind of like dude listen I totally get you're having a great fucking time you don't have to explain to anybody he doesn't know anybody explanation i'm not even judging him for it it's like how could people criticize that guy for defending wwe like exactly whether you like, like it, it or not whether you're AEW or not how could you hold that man again the life that he has right now are you kidding me yeah it's like look if any of us any of us were in the same position as seth rollins was in right now yeah i'd be like hey i'm proud to be working here look i'm making a good living uh, I also happen to uh, have the uh, person I'm very much in love with by my side also working here. So, hey, cool bonus. They write storylines where we kick ass together and look cool all the time. What the fuck? You know yeah, what I mean? yeah. Like, and, gonna... and, hey, also, I get to do a little bit. Also, maybe I'd see it this way. Also, I get to do a little bit of some, some traveling, which is also nice. Uh-huh. And, so, uh, yeah. Honestly, mm-hmm. yeah. I, our is Rollins going maybe a little too hard in on defending it sometimes? 
Yeah, I can say so. Although I do agree, like with his sentiment of uh, I don't know if you've covered it, uh, but like how people see WWE's like you know the New York Yankees and such. It's always easier to hate the big guy. And also, as a baseball fan, I can also understand that. Also, because my older brother's a big fucking Yankees fan. But yeah, I, honestly, Rollins doesn't need any uh, doesn't. He can still wave the WWE flag and such. And it's like, yeah, no one would blame him for being in a position he is. No one at all. And uh, AJ Styles spoke to Sporting News and he's quoted saying, I totally understand where he's coming from. We're out there trying our best to entertain everyone to the best of our ability. It's not easy to do that. And then you want to you wanna be armchair quarterbacks. Hindsight sucks. Everyone wants to do that. You can't do that. If they were so good at what they've done, and I know you've heard this before, if those guys who want to criticize wrestling were so good at what they do, they'd have a job in, re- in the wrestling business, but they don't. They rely on someone else. They rely on what someone else has said and whether or not they agree with that. They pick and choose what they like. You can't do that. Either you enjoy it or you don't. Regardless, you're making a show about it weekly. So something must be going right. Some Somebody is doing something right. We want to entertain. We want to do our best. So it's aggravating when not only do we know some things don't go the way we like, then we have to hear it from somebody else. So, yeah, there's, there's right and wrong here. I think that the wrong is, and that's never a logical stance to take, that if everybody was so good, then why wouldn't they be um, wrestlers? It's a ridiculous stance to take. Because yeah. that's, not how, that's not how critiquing things works. That's fucking I, ridiculous. That's like if yeah. back when we had Ebert and Roper or Cisco and Ebert, they told them, well, if you go, why don't you guys make the fucking movie if you're so good at being critics? Like, that's not how it works. You do not get to tell people. If you're a food critic, that doesn't mean that you have to be able to cook the fucking food. It probably, you probably do, and it probably helps. But there are food critics that can just critique food. Even if you were just to yeah. go out to have a meal at a diner, you're allowed to say whether or not the food was good or not without actually knowing how to cook the fucking meal for you to think that he's basically implying that the only time you're allowed to have an opinion on something is if you know how to do it just as well and that's not how opinions work you can't just say well and I I agree and look as much flag as I gave about uh, the fans petitioning for a whole complete rewrite of uh, Game of Thrones season 8 and being like I want you to go fucking write it did again. I do have experience in trying to craft fiction. I've written a TV episode as a final, so I could actually, you know, pass that to pass the class. But yeah, uh, often be like, yeah, what would you do? It's like not everyone's capable of doing every fucking thing. All right, asshole. Like, uh, like you think? Oh, you think you could deadlift better than me? What would you do? It's like, no, I know what I can lift. I sure as fuck can't deadlift. What the hell, bro? So. Yeah, it's at some point it's like that. That's a stu- That is a stupid criticism to have. That is just dumb. It's like, oh, won't you translate? Well, maybe it, I'm just not as skilled at that. But I can even tell if I'm not skilled at it. I can still say, hey, you're doing that pretty fucking badly. Yeah, like, yeah, like, like Stacey just said, like you know, a wine taster doesn't have to know how to make the wine, <laughs> you know, like exactly. like I've never I've never heard this logic before, you know, it's just so weird that no, I, that that logic's always been around. It's just it's just thanks to where we are in a society right now, it's become a lot more prevalent. Like when I'm looking at it, it's like the same thing that both AJ and Rollins said. One, I if, if your product is meant to entertain me. 
and you're not entertaining me to the to the level I should be entertained, hell yeah, I'm gonna say some shit about it. I don't give a fuck if I know whether to do it or not. And then with what Rollins said, it's not that it's the cool thing to hate on WWE. It's there's certain shit they're doing here that doesn't make fucking sense. And it needs to be a go away. I'm not hating fucking Brock Lesnar winning a world championship, but then being gone for 13 months because it's cool. I'm hating it because it doesn't make sense. But you it know, al- going, it going also- back to going back to treatment though, you got again AJ Styles. You know, they hired me for a lot of money. They let my friends come with me. They kept us as a stable together. They treat me like if I'm a WWE guy, like I've always been here. He's the second best thing to Jericho. He got the Jericho yeah. treatment. Jericho came from WCW, yeah. and they treated him like he was one of the boys. It's like they treat AJ Styles like he's been in WWE for fucking decades. He gets the he gets the red carpet treatment. You know he has wonderful merchandising. You yeah. know, so of course AJ Styles he has a great life. You know he talked about how this was his last contract he was going to sign and he wanted to do it here because of how well they treat him. So again, and- not not even knocking him for having that opinion, but of course from his perspective, this is a great place to work. He came from TNA and look what happened to him. Yeah, and also since we're on this uh, train of thought. Another thing that honestly does piss me off and people just trying to write something off, well, everyone's a critic. That, to me, is also, one, wow, you're just trying to blow this right the hell off. And also, look, it, yes, there is, a, there is a bit of an art form and there is some, uh, you know, skill in honest critiquing, like, uh, like Cisco and Ebert, because... Uh, they can properly understand and, you know, break shit down. But also, I do believe, yeah, everyone is a critic because we are the consumers. Writers, directors, producers, wrestlers, so-and-so, they do produce stuff to uh, entertain us. It's also, it, it's, it's not just because that's their passion and they love it. It's also because they want to entertain people and us as consumers, since we're paying uh, for said shit, I do believe, like, yes, we do have a right, if we're paying, to say uh, if we do or do not enjoy this. Yeah, and that whole logic of, well, you know, you either like it all the way or you don't like it, that's not how things work either. That's no, exactly. Uh, you can't uh, tell me that. Like, you can you can watch a series or read a book and there are elements about it that you like, but there are things that you feel could be improved. Otherwise, what the hell is the point? Like, it's just exactly. strange. Not everything's 100% perfect. You know, it's just strange to just be like, well, I have to either fully enjoy. So that means, like, basically anything it could be with like a a movie company or something i could just decide i have to take in everything that they like or if i like a specific producer or director you're telling me that means that like i have to just basically indiscriminately like every fucking thing that they do the sequels everything like it should i thought it's supposed to be that i like the stuff that i like and dislike the stuff that i don't like i mean are there uh certain people where if their name is attached to a project i'll definitely pay attention Yes, there, there, there absolutely is, because more often than not, it's something really fucking good. But also, I, I'm smart enough now, at least, to know uh, not everything they do is going to be a hit. Like, hey, Martin Scorsese may be my favorite filmmaker of all time. The guy's got a few fucking duds on his hands. So, it happens. yeah. Yeah. So, we have more bad news. Ah, oh, shit. Well, it depends on how you look at it. Okay. Uh, 
I thought this was a joke at first, honestly, even though it's funny. So I think it's still a joke. But apparently Donald Trump is interested in appearing on WWE SmackDown because Donald Trump loves <laughs> he loves WWE and he loves Fox. And you put the two things together. That shit is like peanut uh, butter and jelly for Donald Trump. He gets oh, to. God. <laughs> so. <laughs> Wait, when guy, you said the whole, I depend how you look at it. I knew you were going here. And I knew, and I already knew that Fox was thinking about this shit. But then again, I just thought, well, wait, why? Yeah, fuck? No, he, if he it was, if it, if Rupert Murdoch had his fucking greedy little grubby hands, I don't understand why he'd want to because that's just Fox News, and Fox Broadcasting is like a complete separate entity within yeah. that. Yeah, but the, apparently he, you know, Donald Trump is is very interested. He can't wait to be part of 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 wrestling, which he loves, and Fox, which everyone knows is his favorite. And then the uh, oh, yeah. the fantastic part, predictably, of this entire thing, is that Fox is very interested on having Donald Trump be a part of SmackDown because they also like Donald Trump. Well, you know, <laughs> so uh, gee, wonder why, hey, hey. Well, it's just gonna be a fucking one-off for like the just the first episode of their debut on a new station. Yeah, but apparently WWE is denying this completely. They're saying that nothing like this is happening. There will be no Donald Trump or anything. But it's hard for me to not be reluctant to believe them on this. But yeah, they. Well, they, yeah. I mean, they're they're also pally pals, so. Yeah, he also apparently wants to even help with some of the the booking, and he wants to make this new. Rule oh God, no! Where, uh, Fuck that. Where uh, basically, if if you are from a different brand, instead of having the uh, rule, what was the name of that rule? The wild card rule. The wild he, card. He, he wants to make it where there's like this wall between the two brands, and in order for you to cross uh. over. <laughs> You have to, there's a whole bunch of paperwork and shit that you have to fill out if you're going from Raw to SmackDown. You can't just climb over. We're not going to tolerate oh, that what shit. What about if you're suddenly found there? Are you going to be locked in a cage backstage uh, at the arena and not let out that's, that's, until the show's over or just even left there? That's suspended from the ring during uh, certain pay-per-view matches, yeah. So you can't, no uh, matter, you can't be just found there. You have to be you have to be established on the proper fucking side of these walls. So that's the end of the uh the wild card rule. No more just showing so, so, up. So, so 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 what you're saying is being that Roman Reigns is technically a SmackDown superstar, he would have to climb the wall and then swim across the river and then he'd go to Raw? If he climbs over, they would take him back over to the other side. It doesn't matter if he's related to the USO. <laughs> it doesn't matter if his father's Rikishi. That motherfucker has to go back to the other side. So this is what Donald Trump's planning for the so uh, what you're saying is it's gonna get ten feet higher. <laughs> I was hoping and you that's, catch and me that's the thing. Up. And no, no, but that's the thing that that's gonna happen. If there's any, if if anyone is find, found um, doing run-ins from the opposite show, the wall just got ten feet higher. So get ready, <laughs> get ready for your for your Donald Trump showing up on on SmackDown. God oh, help God. us all. Ugh. <laughs> And if, the sad uh, part is that wouldn't even be the worst thing that's ever fucking happened. Though. I don't know. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if it is at this point. Oh, 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 oh you, you, we know he's going to show up. <laughs> if there is any sort of God, please no. You know he's going to. We, we had Goldberg wrestle a match. We know he's going to fucking show up. I'd rather have Goldberg on than Donald No, Trump. don't you ever put that in. Yeah, I'll, I'll 
no, no, you know why? Because Trump's I'm, not going to wrestle because he knows you know, he can't. You know what they should do? AEW should counter that and have Alexandria Ocasio Cortez on their show. You know, oh. you know, get, get one show to go <laughs> completely left. Get one show to go completely left, one show to go completely right. Especially because she acknowledged uh, AEW, like she mentioned in a recent. Uh, tweet a few months ago just how she likes the way they're re- reinventing the business and giving medical to all of their people and and healthcare and all that shit like she acknowledged them so i mean it wouldn't be a far don't learn. you know what man don't be surprised if i call this one in the air motherfuckers and you're gonna have donald trump on one show and and ocasio on the, it's not gonna be the weirdest thing that i've seen i've seen stranger and it almost feels like right. it's set up for it already so get ready for wrestling to become very political if, if it if it goes again. in that direction I, and again Yes, Destin. I would much rather have Bill Goldberg on. All I'm saying is, at least Donald Trump knows how to stop. Yeah, still going to take Goldberg. At least when he walks forward and he says, hey, Wall, stop. Look, look, I'm saying this because also, I thankfully have my fucking sanity left right now. No, you want Goldberg. There's no sanity. And and you know what? You have more of a chance of getting Trump than Goldberg because according to Brad Shepard, um... They they are not WWE is not cool with Goldberg right now. Like Vince is very pissed that. off at him. He said That's that so uh that Goldberg had a lack of empathy about how bad his match with Undertaker was, and it pissed off a lot of people in the company, including Vince McMahon. The match is considered a clusterfuck, and they blame it all on Goldberg and uh. You know, they they just I guess and they that's why they fed Ziggler that line where he shitted on Goldberg during one of his promos because they don't like the guy right now. Like you probably won't see Goldberg again. Finally, look 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 at look at that. They won't shit on Trump, but they'll shit on Goldberg. Even they know it's terrible. <laughs> that's fucking magical. Yeah, no, it really is. Because like like even with, with as delusional as them, that's how that tells you. How bad of a match that was! That even they know it sucked. Yeah, so yeah, you're gonna get Donald Trump and like it's Goldberg. it's one of the few moments of actual self reflectance and clarity on the part of it, WWE. It, it's one of the few moments of an IQ above a five year old. <laughs> although now I'm although now I'm see although now I'm imagining backstage at Super Showdown. And the Arrested Development guy plays where Vince just goes, I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> so, if it makes you, this might cheer you up. This apparently, from what I'm seeing, is uh, Ellsworth getting his ass kicked and losing the, <laughs> he loses the intergender title. He gets beat up really badly, apparently, in this. So, I'm going to just say viewer discretion advised. He gets beat up by Priscilla Kelly. Oh, shit. He got a taste you, of the bloody tutor. You want a taste of the tutor? I didn't even know it was her. Oh, this is going to be I, great. I, I this makes it even better. All I'm saying is, let's be real. Viewer discretion advised. Right, get get your popcorn because this is the greatest sight you've ever seen.
good stuff. Beautiful. I will watch that every day till the end of time. That's the you know if I need a good oh thank you, Miss Kelly, for that beautiful moment. And no, and no, and thank you, Dilly Bob, for the uh, thank you, Dilly Bob, for the follow. Thank you. Yes, yeah, yeah, that. And and, and no, Mark, that's not that kind of blessed. She has more respect for herself than that. Yeah, she especially like hey, especially Ellsworth. Yeah. Also, especially what came out about Ellsworth, you think uh, she'd want anything to do with uh, you know her what, business though, down man? there in his no, place? No proof of that shit ever came forward. The girl said she was going to review proof. I never saw anything as far as I'm it's concerned. Not true. I think but... it's, it's been a long enough time that I'm officially calling bullshit. I think that that girl was, 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 was fishing for attention. We never heard from her again. There was never any proof disclosed. Okay, I, think I was I, ju- Jesus. I'm just saying. I just wanted to clarify because we never went back to that story at the time. We were saying time will tell and time told. <laughs> yeah, same with same with her, same with Taylor Hendricks. The running theme here. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that was just a little feel good moment because no one likes Ellsworth anyway. Yeah, um, that, that is true. Fuck yeah. Yeah, according to TMZ, new story. Jerry Lawler is tired of waiting in regards to what happened with Brian Christopher, um, and he's suing the 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 Hardman County Sheriff's Department. Uh, because they apparently were aware of Brian Christopher's risk of suicide. Uh, Lawless attorney Jeffrey Rosenblum says that Brian Christopher tried to commit suicide while he was in police custody in 2013 and 2015, but there were no efforts made to stop him from doing this in 2018 when he was arrested and incarcerated before his death. Um, Rosenblum also says that uh, while he was incarcerated, Brian Christopher was attached was attacked by an inmate and he suffered a head injury and a gash over his left eye and a possible concussion, but he uh, refused. Uh, he was refused medical services. Um, they said he was placed in solitary confinement with his shoes and shoelaces, and they saw two large bolts sticking out of a high point on one of the cell walls. Uh, he allegedly was yelling for help, saying that he needed to see a doctor before the time of his death. Uh, he hung himself with his own shoelaces through the bolts in the wall. Um, he plans to give any money that he gets from the lawsuit um, to Brian Christopher's son. Uh, he wants to. Uh, he just basically wants to hold those responsible for uh, his death accountable for their actions, and he's seeking an apology as well as assurance that there are changes so that this kind of thing never happens again. So, yeah. All right. I'm glad that, that 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 was followed up just because I wondered about that afterwards because I know they weren't giving him any answers and it was just like it felt like it just disappeared. And if he yeah. really feels that there was more accountability there, then that should not just go away, especially because at one point he applied that maybe his his kid was murdered, you know. So yeah, I would like I mean, to be they had an opportunity to investigate this whole time and they never gave him answers at this point to me. The burden of proof is on them. And I believe him because why were there never a, a, never a follow up to any of this? After I, agree, I agree. And I, I, I even said from the get go, everything at that point was even pointing to the fact that he got killed. They basically have proved it by not doing jack shit to try to get the main answer about what happened to his kid. Yeah, I, I like, like if, I if, if you had too, nothing yeah. to hide. Then they should have been doing something. The fact that they haven't told anything, they know somebody killed him. Yeah, they're covering, they can't. There's, there's, there's it's a, impossible to deny that shit anymore. There's exactly. definitely some sort of a cover up happening here. This is just even more reason for people not to ever trust the police. Well, it's not even like it's not even like police in general. Cause I got family with police, and it's not even like an issue. It's just there's certain things out there when stuff doesn't add up. 
Yeah, it's, if, well, if, the, if, yeah. If you have nothing to hide, then you're gonna say something right away. Trans, th- th- it does say something where transparency is what the should be a policy more often. So yeah, good on Jerry. Hopefully, t- there are some actual answers that come out of this. Yeah. At, at this point, it's at this point, it's not even just answers. It's now they need to pay for trying to stall this shit. Yeah, exactly. Either way, they need to be punished. I agree. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's tragic because that guy—he was so freaking young when you think about it, you know. Yeah. Like a, yeah. Like definitely. I think that they, that maybe just like we've seen from many other people, maybe he would have had more, one more run in him. You know, I mean, shit, we saw the New Age Outlaws come back for a run. Remember yeah. that shit? Yeah, when exactly, they the yes. When they won the tag titles, like, yeah, I mean, freaking Grandmaster Sexy might have had one last one in them. Who knows? Yeah. Do you guys think that it was a suicide that was unattended, or do you think that maybe there is more going on, more than meets the eye, and there was some sort of murder here? At this point, it looks like there's more than meets the eye. Too much. There's too much they didn't tell him. Yeah, I mean, as as tragic as it was uh, that if it was a suicide, I mean, these things do happen. And hopefully, if anyone out there is listening, please do seek help. There are people that do care about you. Uh, yeah. It, it, thinking back to this now, having read, uh, well, reread. Uh, what's going on? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just not quite sure. Uh, I mean, if it was suicide, very, very tragic. If uh, something had happened, and they just didn't see him as important enough to help, like honestly, they just think, yeah, he's, yeah, well, he's behind bars. What, who needs that? Then fuck him. Either way, yeah, either way, fuck him because. They didn't seem to care. Like, they just saw some guy just being like, nice dress because he's in here. So, like, you don't hide that much shit for a suicide. That wasn't a fucking suicide. Somebody killed him. Yeah, I I just. Like, somebody uh, murdered Brian Christopher. Suicide isn't even like an out anymore. Okay, but I will say, Stasis, he might have been driven to suicide because, yes, he did have reported problems before. And. That 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 is always going to be a factor in, in in cases like this, but yeah, it it uh, yeah, not it really doesn't add up quite add up because yeah, they'd also make sure you didn't have anything really on you that you could even try to hang yourself with. So yeah, so someone is that I'll just say someone's definitely at fault here. Yeah, for sure. They're, this was handled irresponsibly. There's no way someone shouldn't be in. We talked about something. You shouldn't, shouldn't be incarcerated and be able to hang yourself. That should literally be yeah, impossible. Yeah, take away your belt, shoelaces, shoelaces. Yeah, just yeah. So, very unfortunate. Someone, someone fucked up, and I hope uh, they get the goddamn boat thrown at them. Yeah. So we're gonna leave injuries for next week. Uh, there are there are a few there, but I don't want to stay on here too late. We're just going to talk about the weeklies. I don't okay. think that there's anything else relevant. Uh, I mean, SmackDown just shooting from uh, the air here. What do you guys think? 
anything on SmackDown that uh you remember? I mean, it started out with uh it was once again the New Day, right? You know, they were on commentary uh, with uh, David Otonga. Yeah, uh, 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 I missed the uh, first part of SmackDown uh, last week, uh, but you know, I caught up. Uh, Byron Saxon was absent, uh, dealing with the death of his father. Hopefully, you know, all best wishes out to Saxon's family. Hope they're recovering very well. Uh, one noticeable thing I actually uh, paid attention to on last week's SmackDown, a little bit of a heel call. Little, little bit of heelishness on his part. Yeah, I didn't even really listen to them at all. I know. I she- mean, well, I I kind of did because I was sitting here thinking, on main roster at least, this kind of maybe the most interested I've been in hearing Michael Cole in a while. Yeah. At this point, if there's not Renee Young, it's white noise to me. Yeah. That so, that so, is true. I mean, so so Shane comes out, heals it up, books a match where Owens is going to fight uh against right. Roman Reigns. And we get Nakamura against Apollo Crews with Nakamura going over. Which, really good match, but not enough time. Yeah, never is. Uh, we get a Miz TV segment where uh, he uh, has Shawn Michaels as a guest. And uh, basically Dolph Ziggler comes out and Shawn Michaels calls Dolph Ziggler, a Shawn Michaels wannabe, and he actually bumps Dolph Ziggler, ambushes him from behind, and beats up Shawn Michaels. You know, so uh, he actually even winds up hitting uh, Shawn Michaels with his own super kick because we know Ziggler stole that after a while. Yeah. Anyway, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and, more or less. So uh, yeah, pretty messed up shit. As far as that uh, goes, and that's the reason he came out tonight, which we'll get into later on. Yeah. Uh, Charlotte, uh, um, Charlotte loses to Ember Moon because in of, seconds because of Bailey um, with the distraction. And uh, uh, yeah, I kind of got pissed off and promised at SummerSlam she'll have an opponent greater than Ember Moon, which, by the way, great way to build up your number one contender for that show's championship. The fuck? I mean, you gotta remember, this is Charlotte who act like Becky Lynch when whooping her ass for six months straight, so it doesn't really mean as much. Um, Maybe but, that, uh, yeah. The best uh, segment, I think, is is what came next, which was uh, Kofi Kingston. I believe that was next, right? Kofi Kingston calling out Randy Orton. Yes. That, oh, yeah. yeah. Which was cool because they sort of... This right the best part of the show. Yeah, because they sort of sprinkle a little bit of reality in there because for anyone that doesn't know, there was a point where uh, Kofi Kingston was getting a push and uh, he messed up Randy Orton's punt spot. He was supposed to uh, be positioned for the punt, but he didn't realize it, so he kept getting up. So Orton angrily RKO'd him and called him stupid. Uh, and I guess afterwards, the story goes that Randy used his backstage influence in order to make sure that uh, yeah. he... he uh, doesn't, doesn't that Kofi didn't get and, uh, anywhere? He brings and that th- up in this promo, you know, and then Orton just talks about how he's comfortable taking the title from him whenever he wants, and that his entire run has been nothing more than a fluke. So yeah, uh, it, it, which is more or less the same sort of stuff we've been hearing from all of Kofi's opponents. It's a fluke. It's a fluke. It's like, okay, we're gonna need a better story eventually. And they also did play up on how I think that was the same show like ten years ago, exact that. 
uh, I think it was at MSG, where Kofi hit that, uh, put Randy for the table uh, with the boom drop. Yeah. Sorry, I was struggling to think yeah, of the yeah, name. Yeah, you're right. They did show that video package of, yeah. of the of Yeah, the yeah, yeah. I, I was struggling to think of the name for a second. I was like, no, it's the fucking boom drop. You've been watching this for what? So long? Okay. But yeah, this is all this is already right now the best built feud Kofi has had as WWE champion so far because they I do like the way they're incorporating the history. They're bringing it up and it's actually very organic. It makes since here yeah they're doing a really good job with him they built him up to be a very strong champion which is incredible you know like i never thought that his run was going to be as good as it was i thought he was going to be playing hot potato with that title and he really wasn't yeah Yeah, so yeah we're very lucky there but uh for sure ultimately what winds up happening uh, Joe comes out right like there's an interference here with uh, Samoa Joe getting involved and uh, was it Joe? I, th- I think so yeah and then he winds up uh, that I'm trying to remember the sequence of who hit who I believe that uh, Orton winds up RKOing Joe and then Kofi winds up uh, hitting uh, Orton with the trouble in paradise if I'm correct Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, that's about right. Just going off the top of my head here, guys. You know, but uh, yeah, I like you. I I like to see you try and remember what you did a week ago. Yeah. Yeah. Well, basically, yeah. Orton. Yeah, I checked here. So Orton jumps in and he tries to hit the RKO on Kofi, who dodges it, and uh, then he winds up hitting Samoa Joe, and then Kofi hits Trouble in Paradise. So yeah, I was right. Yay! You see. Hooray! Cognitive memory. You have a Finn Balor interview where Bray Wyatt inter- inter- um, interrupts on screen. It's Firefly Fun Funhouse stuff. I kind of like how those promos are still back to the playful version of him. I thought. Oh, I, 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 I am too. I thought they suddenly get rid of it. It's like, no, that's 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 the best shit you got going on right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind of funny. Um, a friend of mine actually pointed out something interesting when we're talking um, about Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe realistically has turned into the old Bray Wyatt where he cuts great promos but just gets beat when it matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the yeah. moment I saw that, I was like, <laughs> oh, like God. Great. No, yeah, it's like, I, I hate how it, right this is. It kind of threw me off when I heard the fucking Firefly Funhouse shit and I was like, wait, again? Yeah, it's like, oh, thank goodness and, they hit. They're not dumb enough to get rid of it. And it's so cool that, like, you hear Bray talking about the Fiend as if it's literally a separate person. I And I do, too. That was the best thing. Like, they're not doing this, uh... He does it, like, sort of, like, split. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, like one's aware of the other to an extent. But they've never met. it's, It's almost like one of those things where it's, like... Yeah, it's pretty much like a split personality. Like Bray has this other side, but when the other side's active, Bray's not almost not aware of it. Exactly, and I absolutely love that. And Bray is exactly the type of person uh, I didn't trust to play something like that because he's pulling it off so well. He has this. Uh, what I liked about it, 
was as Bray, as he was talking to Finn, he was sh- he was actually showing concern for Finn about yeah. the Fiend. Like, I'm worried for you because I, he's a very nasty person, and I'm not quite sure how you're going to really be up for him. Yeah. Main event, Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens, but this is just a trick. Because uh, basically the two of them wind up uh, scuffling with uh, everyone because Shane McMahon's out there as a guest ring announcer. Elias is out there as a guest timekeeper. Drew McIntyre's out there as the ref, you know, and uh, basically they just wind up turning on them in the middle of the match. And uh, they do. Shane does get his his comeuppance, though, because uh, he doesn't make it out of the escape. You know, uh, Roman winds up chasing him up the ramp, throwing him back into the ring for Superman punches. Uh, Kevin Owens hits him with the stunner, uh, and then he pulls him up and hits him with another one as the fans chant one more time. So that's pretty much in summary what happened with SmackDown. If you haven't seen it, uh, you should have been there. You know, curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal. Yeah, and that was at the American Airlines Arena in Miami, Florida. Whereas, uh. And apparently yep. one of the reasons why certain things were strange about it was because Vince rewrote it hours before it was, it was live. That being said, uh, Raw was at the Verizon Arena tonight in Little Rock, Arkansas. Actually had a friend there. Suddenly, uh, she was like, yo, I copped last minute tickets. I was like, fucking hell. Yeah. Lucky. <laughs> I, I tried finding her finding her because from the seats I saw, she was on hard cam. Uh, she was on hard cam. Yeah, so they open with the twenty four seven mixed tag match with Drake and his wife against Truth and Carmella. Uh, Drake's wife, if you guys didn't know, she she works for uh, LFC Lingerie Fighting Championship, <laughs> and she uh, was a competitor in the May Young Classic. We actually have a peer, a fellow podcasting peer, who uh, promotes them and is and is part of their their thing. I haven't really gotten too much into it, but we'll maybe we'll get into that sometime this this year. Cool. But uh, yeah, they, this whole thing is weird because it becomes a stockpile cover. Everybody jumps on everybody, and Mike Bennett, Mike Canellas, whatever you call him, he becomes a twenty four seven champion. He winds up running backstage. He hides behind a door till Maria threatens to kick him in his vagina if he doesn't open it. Uh, and then uh, later she makes him have his own pink finger point of doom moment because she asked him to lay down so that she could win the title and become the pregnant uh, 24-7 champion, <laughs> which nobody wants to go and and, and pin a pregnant yeah. woman. They don't want to go to her OBGYN appointments that she brought up or anything. So it's very Yeah, awkward. yeah. She said, yeah. I got a doctor's appointment. So when my feet are up in the stirrups, you want to come and pin me? Come at me, bitches. Mm-hmm. And I... I'll just say it's quickly. I fucking love this right now. Like evil pregnant wrestling champion was something I didn't know I wanted to see, but now I'm glad exists. So I kind of want to see how far they take this because this could be a hell of a lot of fun. I don't pin the bitch. Yeah. I, I would no get two weeks. Keep going another two weeks at, at least. 
then we had Ray versus Cesaro. Solid match. Uh, I really liked it. That sequence between oh. Cesaro and Ray, where Cesaro has Ray in the oh. electric chair, and then they go over the ropes, and he's still in the electric chair before Ray transitions that into the Hurricane Rana. Sending Cesaro what? towards the ring was really solid. Also, the transition from the top um, into the Avalanche Bulldog, I thought was really cool. Ending it with the Eddie Frog splash to go over was dope. Uh, really dug it. This was a gauntlet match, though, unfortunately, so that brought out Sami Zayn, who basically gets the quick job out pin from Rey Mysterio. Then Andrade comes out, and they have a pretty decent match. I think it's about, uh, you know, I think it was very solid. Uh, he goes over Ray with the hammerlock DDT. He even rips Ray's mask at the end, leaving him exposed before Ricochet comes out to save him. And uh, they become Ricochet versus Andrade, which is as indie as it gets with the transitions and the speed oh, and pacing of the match. Oh, my uh, God, was it awesome. Which leaves with Ricochet going over with the 630. It does. I think uh, probably probably my favorite spot in the whole match. Ricochet did that somersault kick where he basically kicked off the chest and backflips, and Andrade immediately snapped with that spinning back elbow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really and thus uh, he will go on to face AJ at SummerSlam for the U.S. title. But I will also say I really love the facial expressions and reactions from Zelina Vega just being like, you are such a great goddamn manager. Good it's- selling from Selena on the site throughout the entire thing, especially at the close two counts. She, you know, I really liked her, her work. Yeah, she, she is so damn good. Mm-hmm, yeah. So the OC surprisingly goes over the Usos and the revival for the tag titles. Yeah, I, I, I feel like they forgot that Jimmy got arrested for drunk driving. <laughs> Well, Excuse you know me, what they? I mean, it's not like they won the titles. The OC won. Oh, I know. I'm just saying, every time one of them gets drunk, usually they throw some tag titles on and be like, "Okay, it's all better now." But nah. <laughs> yeah, it was so, it, it was good to see them win those belts. Though. So this is the beginning of that push. Um, Becky had a match against Alexa Bliss in the middle of the match. Bliss does an angle injury where she's on um, an ankle angle injury. Uh, uh, where where she's on the side, uh, and instead Nikki Cross then challenges to a match because she's unable to continue, uh, which has uh, Becky winds up going over Nikki, but suddenly Bliss is well again because she was faking. Oh my time, God! Some and she she winds up attacking Becky, and then this causes Natty to come for a run in, and she winds up putting a sharpshooter on Becky in the confusion. Uh, so yeah, there's there's heat all over as far as that feud goes. Uh, we got Rollins versus Ziggler, which Ziggler trolls coming out with the Shawn Michaels entrance, uh, being annoying, still salty about being called that from SmackDown. Uh, but what winds up happening is Lesnar shows up and Ziggler holds Rollins there so that he's defenseless towards Lesnar long enough for Lesnar to get the better of him. He hits him with an F5. He does an F5 on the chair where he goes across the ribs. They're doing, I guess they did the blood packet thing because he has internal bleeding going uh, yeah, on. on. Allegedly he's coughing up blood. Ch- yeah, yeah, he he hits someone at F five on the top of. So if we put it this way: he's on the chair like multiple times, sem- suplexes him three times. Yes, yeah. to the point where the Simpsons clip was in my head. Stop! He's already dead. And then he gets stretchered out, and then um, Brock Lesnar catches up with a stretcher, pulls him up, puts the stretcher on his side, F5s him on his own stretcher. He's there grunting, he's in pain, <laughs> and uh, he's absolutely destroyed. So uh, that's that's just more heat building for the for the two the two weeks of SummerSlam. Yeah. You're probably going to be getting a match at SummerSlam where Rollins comes out with bandaged ribs, so that they could tell the story of how Lesnar works the fucking ribs throughout the match. Yeah. And if he does lose, it'll be because of the ribs. That way, he doesn't lose any momentum from this loss. Who knows? That's just what I'm I'm seeing now. It depends on how the next couple of weeks unfold. Yeah. Um, right where they're going. Then we yeah, got, uh, more than likely. 
Yeah, yeah. So then we got Reigns, who comes out infuriated and announces trying to put over the fact that it's because he's had a shitty day. His friend just got his ass kicked. He's charged with Joe. Uh, but of course, the heels are there. McIntyre shows up. Cedric is now like a silent friend who pops up and bumps. He's like the fucking piccolo of this little team. He shows up and takes like two or three. <laughs> He takes like two or three bumps, gets knocked into a mountain, and that's the end of him. Oh, you shit. Know? And then you got the, the Usos show up in, 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 uh, in favor of uh, of Roman, and for some reason the Usos shows up in favor of uh, a fucking Joe, I guess, and everybody's fighting, and it's like a big brawl at the end type deal. Which uh, Yeah. Uh, just to go back to Lesnar and the ambulance, it's like, okay, is this like how you get off personally now like this is foreplay for you just what the hell man is jesus i did kind of like cedric diving off um the top of the led board which you don't usually see people go up there i didn't yeah. even know you could get up there to tell you the truth well, yes, that hey, was cool. That was cool. So you it's cool to have Cedric involved. That was the one cool spot. But then again, going back to what I was saying for the same time, I'd like to see him do more than just show up and get his ass kicked. And it's kind of like this shouldn't be one of those Willis the thought that counts situations. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he, he came out looking better than he usually does. Mm-hmm. Where, I mean, I know um, towards the end he got that signature running dive in and then they all gathered back into the ring where I think he hit a neuralizer on... God, I want to say it was McIntyre. He, so. he, he, he hit somebody with a nasty neuralizer, but it was he came he out definitely looking better than he sure. usually did. But yeah, it could be a lot better. Yeah, and I said for Raw, right? Really? Yeah, it was mediocre. It was fine. I mean, then again, anything after last week was gonna be Citizen Fucking Kane. So, all right. Well, I guess we're ready to wrap up here, right? Yeah, I'm I'm definitely ready. All right. Well, that being said, thank you to everyone who hung out with us tonight. EB Gamer, Stasis, Six Slayer, Willie V2, Mist, Wolfful Awesome 93, Kula Ice, Mark 710, Mark in Detroit, Indigo Ferret, Webmaster 657123, Krusty Stains, one Archer 82, Ryan Tucker 14, Eagle Carrot 47, uh, Gary Wayne 89, uh, Night Train 898, Maker Maker Wrestler 802, George Z, Beastmaker 0, uh, No Copper 21, Dillabob 246, Man Machine 1988, and Bent Brown 74129. And of course, everyone listening from talkbrunch.com, iTunes, Stitcher, etc. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to Talk Brunch Live, episode 331, hosted by yours truly, Rick Dara, aka Captain Brunch. For Destin and Jordan, we are out of here. Hey, people. Can we clap? I have won. Shut it down.